getting pitted, so pitted like that. What flavour was it? I tasted it. Was the cart, uh, was the cart upside down when you were drinking it? It was Dave Drooping in spring. All right, let's get this started. Uh, welcome to Pitted, the podcast where we ask the question, what happens when one era comes up against another? It's one subject, pitted against itself in a battle for rock culture supremacy. We've tackled music. We're finally tackling film. We will take on sports. And tonight, we take on Rocky Balboa. How are Ding we, boys? Ding. Excellent, Eric. Excellent. It's been it's been uh, a long time between drinks with our uh, awesome Metallica episode, so I'm, uh, I'm I'm keen as mustard for this episode. Yeah, I've got to be good, honest. Good to, see, I, good to see you boys again as well. You know, you know but, yeah, you too. It's been a while. What since December? I think is when we recorded that one. Week so. before Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, with some special guests, Brownie and Big Simo. Actually, yeah, I'll listen back Great to it over the, the holiday period. And Jesus Christ, didn't Brownie come into his own in part two? <laughs> Yes. Well, we, uh, me and uh, me and Big Moose were chatting just before we came on. We were just, uh, I believe, Moose described how pickled he was during part two. As uh, well. Yeah, Brownie oh. messaged me the other day and goes, "I finally listened to part two, and he goes, "Man, by the end, you were so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> you were pissed. I remember having to edit it and cut out half the shit about when you were trying to compare what happened on the same day. You were going for like half an hour. We've moved on to other songs. It was, it was dagger. Uh, tipsy. Someone needed nah, to put out the stroke call. No, nah, that was awesome. And I think um, it was pretty successful too. Like it got the most listens we've had so far. So I think that's a success, boys. What do you reckon? Another two-parter come Christmas, New Year's this year? I think so. I think so. I think we've uh, earmarked some uh, special guests that we're thinking of getting on for certain episodes. A uh, mm. couple, couple, couple of lads who uh, said how uh, moist they are to get uh, get amongst the old pitted pitted podcast. So, uh, yeah. right. well, uh, because you've used the word moist, I'm going to jump in right there uh, <laughs> and just warn our viewers before we get a little bit too loose that uh, look, we do consume alcohol. Our tongues get a little bit loose at times, so if you don't like that sort of thing, maybe tune out now and. Um, yeah, check out one of the other podcasts uh, that's available on all great streaming platforms. He's joking. Do not tune out now. Just um, Correct. Bleep, bleep out your own spoiler words as we go. Yeah. And you'll learn something. Listen, fuck's yeah. just a word. Yeah. And it's all fucked up. Yeah. It's, that sounds like a song, isn't that? It was. It was, it was Biscuit. Corn to- oh, Biscuit. I was thinking it was corn yeah. for a second. Okay. Very good. All right. Uh, Moose, how are you, buddy? I love this shirt you've got on, by the way. People can't see, but I've got a bandit from uh, Bluey on. If, if I had to take a quiz and someone said, who's your role model as a father, it would be bandit. Mate, he's a lead. Like, he, put, he works hard, puts his family first. I think it's evident in that episode, which is also a book, Fruit Bat, got where he, it's acknowledged he doesn't play touch footy anymore because he's always working hard for his yep. family. So hats off to um, bandit. Should be Australian father of the year. Little played old, by, uh, by ex, ex custard uh, front man. Um, I'm drawing a blank now. Um, Dave McCormick. Yep, Dave McCormick. Yeah, sure is iconic voice. Yeah, good voice. I think the best thing about Bluey, um, not as risque as say The Simpsons, but it still has enough tongue in cheek humour for the uh, parents. I think there's it, it's yeah it's cleaner humour, but I like the jokes better too. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. just simple like, stuff like like the dad's going around dropping his guts. 
yeah. <laughs> and stuff like and that. Instead of saying, instead of saying "fuck's sake," he's saying "duck cake" and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's pretty uh, funny though. Like when when we're downstairs, you know, um, kids are winding down for the night, for example, uh, and they, you know, we're gonna watch something on TV to calm them down. I'll generally try and introduce the concept of, oh, what about Bluey, and, and yeah, try and uh, just try to get Bluey on from my own enjoyment. Yeah, Blue, Bluey's a go-to. Like the the you know younger daughter, she's a big fan. Um, yeah, she'll usually want to lean towards Bluey. Only season two though. Only season two. So oh, you didn't like season? She doesn't like season one. She likes season one, but I think we've watched it to death so much that season two's <laughs> yeah. a goer pretty much. So I, I like I the think- Christmas uh, Christmas episode. You know the pool episode. The pool one, one, yeah, that's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. I like, um, there's a couple of good ones. There's the Creek one I, I think is pretty good because it, it is set up in Brisbane. So yeah, every yeah, time they go yeah. somewhere, I'm like, I know where that is. I know where that is. I know where that well, is. Well, so you tell us yeah, Queensland cream with those yeah. high-rise flood houses they're all in. Yeah. I know. We have to up here, especially yeah. when you live on the brook. Mm. Yeah. Um, actually, one of my favourite episodes is from season one. It's called Teasing. Have you yeah. guys seen that one? It's fun, yeah, yeah, I've seen it more. Yeah. yeah. Well, we could wax lyrical about uh, Bluey all day, and I know Cardi's got a shout out. So over to you, mate. To all the um, all the uh, uh, medical workers out there, doctors, nurses, everyone that's helped Australia get through COVID with such yeah. a colours. Thank you to all the first line responders. Yeah, first line responders, everyone that's risked their uh, their family and their own health um, during COVID because Australia's fucking killing. It. Like you look at the rest of the world, oh. we killed it, man. The rest like, of us fucked. Well, I heard um, so fucked. So like one of the one of the stars in Hollywood through a party they shouldn't have but like so you know our rules here like we have one friggin tiny outbreaks in and not allowed more than five people in your house yeah state that la's in they're not allowed more than three other households into your house wait what three other houses yeah, three not none like three separate people like say if, if um if ryan had a party everyone from our houses would be able to go to it right Okay, and so if, not, and if if we had twenty people in our house, technically you're not breaking. You get sixty yeah. sixty people turn up, and it's no. okay still. Yeah, fucking hell, that's just stupid. And they're like, oh, and, and they went to white spreading. Well, you, do you guys know um the the Corbett late night show? Yeah, uh, what's his name? Stephen Stephen Corbett. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, so he's interviewing Serena Williams, and Serena's been really good with the whole lockdown thing. She's like, no, I understand it. And so he's like, oh, the lockdown must be tough. And she's like, uh, it's not too bad. And she's and he's like, oh, okay, but, you know, um, 14 days seems tough. And she goes, yeah, but coming out of it, she goes, I'm walking out into an environment that has zero COVID cases in the last week Australia-wide. And he's got, wait, what? And he goes, how many people in Australia? She's like 24 million. She's, and he's like, you have zero, the zero cases. And she's like, yeah. She's and he's like, man, he's like, America's stuffed. Oh, it is, man. It's it's fucking terrible watching what's going on over there. So yeah, as Cardi Moose said, thank you to everyone for all their efforts, and uh, yeah, hopefully you can enjoy this podcast as a bit of relief. All right, Cardi, what are we doing tonight? All right, boys, tonight we're covering uh, Rocky One to Rocky Six, aka. Adrian's Revenge. Now, if you've seen The Simpsons, you'll get the Adrian's Revenge, uh, you know, reference there. So we're covering uh, Rocky One, Rocky Two, Three, Four, Five, and then we're also including Rocky Balboa as number six. Should be should be interesting. It was um, a long prep for this episode, being six <laughs> movies. I think we underestimated um, it. <laughs> oh. Also, also spanning uh, three decades as well. So um, I think yeah. I've used up any currency I have with uh, with Joe as well. Um, her having to sit through me ro- watching Rocky when we could have actually been spending time together. So thanks, Joe. 
Uh, all right, big big moose. As always, tell us how we're gonna how we're gonna score this score this bad boy tonight. All right, so we're doing it in six rounds. So we're pitting each movie against each other. Uh, Tonight we'll be pitting the intros, the stories slash plots, the main antagonists, the soundtrack of the movies, the unforgettable montages, and then finishing off with the final fights. I think if we had a round where it pitted the oil from film to film, Rocky Three hands down, Clubber Lang, Mister T. I, yeah, I, know, I don't know how he stood up. He was that old. <laughs> there's, there's one scene I go, that's not even sweat anymore. Someone's no. just sprayed him in like canola. <laughs> he's, re- he's ready to go. <laughs> Unlike the last couple of episodes, we've been doing a rank sort of down four to one. Uh, tonight, it'll just be an all-out winner for each round. And then at the end, we'll find out which movie seals Adrian's revenge. We might not have a clear winner tonight. I was thinking about it. We might not well, have I was looking at that. Yeah, the round setup. I don't know. Maybe we we need to consider a, uh, a potential tiebreaker. We know yeah. what the tiebreaker is. <laughs> Are we going to inform our listeners, though? If we get to it. Right. I'm pretty sure I've got a pack of sayos downstairs. <laughs> I think it gives it away now. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Oh, like if we got the uh, the warning in at least. Now, we did. We did. one of the things I am concerned about, Cardi, I don't know if you share my concerns, that uh, anyone who's listened to any of our 2020 episodes knows that Moose gets a little bit excited about certain certain things. As long as this episode doesn't link to heavy metal bands from Birmingham, we should be safe. <laughs> oh. uh, good old Aussie. <laughs> I was going to say, um, I'm sure you're working Aussie referencing somehow, somewhere. He just Who did. Is? He's no, now no, got us talking I'm, about Aussie. <laughs> Yeah, shit, he has. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, that's all he, he knows. He knows how to do it. Yeah, good. Anyway, I will admit the, the prep for this was pretty good. As, as torturous as it was to watch six films in uh, in six successes. Not torturous. I think we just underestimated the time. It was, yeah, it wasn't torturous. It was laborious. It was a long, long time. I'll tell you what, though. I forgot how much the, the, the movies invoke emotion in you, hey, especially the first oh, one. There was a couple of times I finished the movie and I just wanted to go to the gym and do some, do some oh. boxing. I know. There was a couple of times during the prep for this episode, I thought I could, with just a short montage, be heavyweight champion of the world. Um, thought about it. Okay. Thought about it. You could just, definitely just a, just a heavyweight montage. Champion. Huh? You could definitely be heavyweight Ooh. champion. <laughs> He's showing the gig. Put them down. Put them down now. We used to, we used to do the speedball a bit, Moose. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's good. We're both pretty good on it. Like, I'm going to give ourselves tickets. We're both pretty spa- fast with our. <coughs> You're just a bit better. Huh? You were just a bit better. I was picturing your head as the speedball, so I was like, <laughs> it was easy, man. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. I um, Some of my scores here didn't, again, kind of surprise me what I ended up going. Once you go through it critically, uh, it's a lot lot different. And also when you go through it cynically, it's quite funny. It's different. When, but in, when you start pitting it against each other too, now that we've only got one dedicated winner, I reckon this is going to be even harder. Yeah. All right. Well, Rocky, obviously, it's pretty much Sly. It's Sly's vanity project, really. It is. Well, so, it was his first project, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Well, he, well, he was pretty much what an aspiring actor couldn't get gigs anywhere. Write a movie. Sc- yeah, that's that's right. Make himself a star. Yep. But we'll get to the Rocky movies a bit later on. So, but Cardi, I think um, you have a bit of an overview of um, Sly and his other movies throughout his career. Yeah, yeah, I thought, I thought I'd cover off, uh, you know, just a little bit of his childhood, how he came about, and some of some of my personal favourite movies. I'll drop some of his shit movies. So, uh, he was born in Hell's Kitchen in 1946, which, when you think about it, 
he's getting pretty fucking old these days. I actually didn't know this until I did the prep for the movie. So during his birth, there was an accident with the forceps, um, which uh, severed a nerve in the in his face, and that's why he's got that classic sly snarl and slur to his voice. It, it basically paralyzed part of his lip, his tongue, and his chin, which uh, I didn't know beforehand. Wow. So, so he made some minor appearances before Rocky made him big in 1976. Um, <laughs> he's been, he's been softcore porn film. He yes, was a party yeah. of kiddies or something. Yeah, <laughs> a bit of softcore porn. Yeah, he walked in. He's been married three times. Um, probably the standouts has been uh, Bridget Nelson, which uh, is in mm. Rocky episode four. Um, she was uh, the Russian fighter, right? Yeah, <laughs> Drago's Drago's. She could have been a Russian fighter. I wouldn't have messed with mm. her. Um, Drago's wife, um, cracking sword back in the day. His third wife, I think Jennifer Jennifer Flavin, also, also a model, good sword as well. Have um, you seen all his daughters? <laughs> Good thoughts. Oh my god, they're all models. <laughs> oh really? Go on Google now. Okay, so besides the Rocky, you know, the Rocky franchise, he's obviously had the Rambo franchise, which everyone's aware of. Massive franchise as well. Some of his other movies that I sort of thought were standouts, but you know, might have been knocked by you guys. Lock Up. I thought Lock Up was no, a yeah. good movie. Lock Up's awesome. Awesome. Lock Up. Yeah. Tango and Cash. I always used to GTA love GTA Frank. <laughs> I used to love Tango and Cash. Cliffhanger, probably not one of his standouts, but he, he made a bucket of cash right. for that. Demolition Man's with Wesley. Yeah, Demolition Man with Wesley yeah. Snipes. Some some great, you know, one liners out of there. Um, How about Demolition Man when they're showing the field clips, like the news clips of him, and he walks out of that building with a little girl and goes, "What's his name in it again?" Um, um, John. John, someone? Um, was it, uh, John, blew- John Spartan. John Spartan. John Spartan. That's so, it. John Sp- yeah. so, John Spartan, you think it's really necessary to blow down a building and spend blah, blah, blah to save one girl? And she goes, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, lady. And he goes, good call. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's plenty of like cheesy calls. And then, you know, Wesley Snipes. What's your this- bargle? <laughs> my bargle you know what um how much do you weigh <laughs> how much do i weigh <laughs> it just throws him through the glass see so you've, you've, phoenix you've got the de- demolition man you've jumped cobra no oh yeah sorry jumped- cobra yeah cobra's good i will admit. cobra's good cobra's good that was marrying, a good darker marrying cobra ready eric i think you and moose were touching on um uh was it don't don't was it Don't Shoot? Stop on my mum will shoot. Stop on my mum will shoot. shoot, which was an absolute bomb at the movies for him. Like, I think I think they lost a fucking shit ton of money. And we, and we made a bit of... Yeah, Is that Ivan Reitman? It was terrible. I think we made... Surely I think we, it wasn't Ivan Reitman. I think we said that Arnie set him up on that and uh, Arnie hinted that he was going to go for that role. Um, so slide tried to beat him to the punch and then Arnie turned around when they're, they're obviously mates in real life and said, I was never interested. The The script was absolute dog shit and Sly took it anyway. Um, yeah, Arnie, Arnie would have been like having a cigar in his mouth like, you fucking idiot. Yeah. A desktop's a real c- thing, isn't it? <laughs> having a cigar and moving on to do Junior. So how does that work? Yeah, I know. I reckon Sly got him back there and go, oh, Junior's going to be a mega <laughs> I'm pregnant. It's like, oh my God. So yeah, go, sorry. So yeah, Demolition Man. Um, I'm going through most of the, the films he made big corn out of, even though they might have sucked a little bit. Um, the Specialist with uh, Lego opener, Sharon, Sharon Stone. Um, yeah, didn't do too well. It did it better overseas than it did in the states. Um, I Assassins. I didn't mind Assassins with Antonio, Antonio, Antonio Banderas. Banderas. Yeah, Antonio Banderas. Uh, Daylight. You which, <laughs> uh, Daylight, which was the one where the Trapped tunnel. Trapped in the tunnel. Yeah. That was uh, a good one. I like that one. 
uh, Copland, which he actually got a claim for his role. Good movie, actually. Copland. That, that was a belter. That was actually a bit of a sleeper. It actually wasn't a hit at all. It's completely underground. Look at yeah, the stars in it. Big oh, stars. Ha- Harvey Keitel. Oh, um, yeah. Ray Liotta. Yeah, Ray, Ray Liotta. Liotta. The yeah. good thing about that movie, though, he kind of plays because usually his films are all about him paint, you know, pretty much a you know capable kind of guy. Is he actually plays a disabled fella in that one, and he's got a bit yeah. of a gut. Yeah, he's yeah. got a bit of a motor going. You've jumped over Judge Dredd. I was I was covering movies where they he actually I believe they lost money on Judge Dredd. I am the law. Yeah, yeah, they lost money on it, and they rebooted it back in like 2012 or something. With Carl I, believe that, I believe they lost money on it again. <laughs> so I say Judge Dredd is a guilty pleasure of mine. Oh, really? Judge Dredd? I can, yeah, it's an easy watch. Yeah. I know I never bought into it. There's something about, yeah. um, what's his name? Rob. Uh, Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a um, massive fan of Rob Schneider. Uh, and, and then the, he had a bit of a gap there where he just did – he didn't do a lot. Uh, or I wouldn't say a lot. He had a bit of a break in the late 20s. Uh, uh, sorry, so like, you know, from like about 2005 onwards. Um, hit back with the um, Expendables, which was mm. obviously a belter hit for him. Escape Plan. I don't know if you guys have watched Escape That's Plan good. one or yeah, two. Yeah, like that. I, I should no, it's Arnie. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's got Arnie. It's pretty good. Um, the second one's got Creed, Creed one or two. It? Yeah, yeah. It's got yeah. Dave Batista. yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. He made a cameo appearance in that. Uh, Did Spike, he? Spy Kids Three. Game over. Yep, Spy Kids Three. Bit of a bit of a side tidbit here. He also voiced himself as John Rambo in Mortal Kombat Eleven, the character in the DLC. You can actually wow. get John Rambo as a character. I'm like, I haven't played it, but it almost makes me feel like buying it and playing it just so he could kill someone as John Rambo. Hopefully, yeah. his um, hopefully his uh, and- fatalities the M60. You know, just gunning someone down. Um, um, and then, and then, obviously, he's he's probably the last big one he's done is Rambo: Last Blood, twenty nineteen. Um, he's yeah. he's pl- massive career. Massive he's, career. he's planned to be in the next Suicide Squad. Yeah, I saw it was in post production, or and that's uh, also yeah. with John Cena, Idris Elba. Idris Elba, sorry. Well, it's got to be. It's got to do better than the first Suicide Squad, which was absolute dog shit, even with its um, still a cast. So, mm. Yeah, I think uh, was it. Is it true that like Leto he got kind of. Took all uh, his criticized scenes, yeah. for his performance of of Joker, but that, I think they'd offered him a standalone Joker film yep. based off the Suicide, uh, suicide Squad. But then obviously, um, Joaquin Phoenix well. got it, and apparently oh, he yeah. was fucking filthy. Oh, but like, how good a job did? Uh, yeah, I liked that. Um, it was, it was I liked I, I liked um, the Suicide. I liked the version in. He did. It was all right. It was a was, little was, bit. They cut out. See, they, they, they'll probably do a director's cut where they cut because they, they apparently had like half an hour's worth of film, which they cut down to five minutes. Like cut out. You look at it, heaps of stuff's out of context in it. Yeah, okay. Have you guys been following, following um, uh, Zack Snyder's uh, director's cut of the Justice League that he's bringing out? That'd be um, good, won't it? I suppose it's over four hours and I'm like, God. that's intense. That's yeah, that's almost Suppose as much time it, I think, spent watching I think, Rocky. I think Joker gets a he gets a bit of a bit of action in that film or something like that. I can't remember. Is it Burgess Meredith returning as the Joker from the original TV series? Um, as a penguin. Oh, was he the penguin? Was he? Yes. Yeah, what, about the, what about the bat two? The bat two C or whatever. It was. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I remember he rocks up in the club. Orange juice. <laughs> Pure West. West. <laughs> um, uh, and yeah, that's that. Pretty much covers um, Sly's mammoth career. Um, obviously, kickstarted Big Boy Rocky, which we're going to cover tonight. But yeah, um, some cracking, cracking films in there. Speaking of Rocky, when was the? What are your first got? Your guys' first memories of Rocky? 
for me, I remember this pretty vividly. So my, you guys know my old man. He was always into, uh, into sort of action or Western flicks, basically. And we're around at his dad's at my pop's house. And uh, I vividly remember there was a Rocky, uh, okay, what do you call it, a marathon on? Yep. Um, and I think when we started watching it, my first Rocky film I ever saw was Rocky Three. Yeah, so that always holds a bit of a special uh, place in my heart. But I was only, yeah, I was pretty young then. When did Rocky Three come out? That was like eighty one, eighty two, eighty two. Come out, it's filmed eighty one. Yeah. 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 Okay, so I probably was, yeah, I was probably about six or seven, I guess, by that stage. So it went all the way through to Rocky Five. So I think Rocky Five had just made it onto like video, and they just did the whole series. So yeah, that would yeah, have been nineteen ninety. So you would have been ninety 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 one or something. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, Rocky Three for me was the first one. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty similar. I can't really remember as a young kid seeing Rocky one or two till I was older, but I definitely remember like it was either Rocky two or Rocky four was my. Uh, sorry, yeah. sorry, Rocky, Rocky three or Rocky four was my first. You know, because because I, I remember like it was he wasn't fighting Apollo, so it was either Rocky three or Rocky four was sort of my first memories of it. Um, and yeah, you know, I, I I get a bit of a vibe that I, I see him in like the American trunks. Something was probably Rocky four was my first. Rocky film or so, so yeah. I just I, I can just remember sort of images of sort of Drago and Rocky Four as sort of the first thing I remember of Rocky. Yeah, and it makes sense because that's sort of that came out 85, 80, probably eighty six in Australia. We're starting to hit four years old. <laughs> parents, are, parents are letting us watch uh, MA fifteen plus movies. <laughs> I, I remember vividly when I was about four, three or four. I was at we lived with my grandparents for the first couple of years. I was alive. And I remember, I remember mum had hired out Rambo first blood. I still remember there was a video case sitting there. Remember in the 80s, the video cases come in that, that even softer plastic, which would eventually break off on the outside. It was more yeah. of a smooth, rounder corner. Yeah. I just remember the R-rated Rambo first blood too. <laughs> but yeah, I'd, I'd say, not watching it, but just seeing the cover. Um, yeah. But I'd probably say Rocky Four was my first memories of it i was apparently a big mr t fan as a kid but i think that was more from the a team that was from a fashion point of view yeah, yeah i was thinking i could see moose now you know taking a, a bit of uh quite a lane into his uh fights with jesse maybe I'm like <laughs> my, my prediction for you bean <laughs> Hey, if, mate, if anyone, if anyone's club lang, it's Jesse. He's the most bloody psychotic kid I've ever known. My, my household was the Hasbro bloody, the Hasbro, Hasbro museum until he was born. Then it went. That's why you went all. That's why you went all club lang on him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Prediction. P. Very good. Uh, very good. All right. All right. Intros. So Rocky one. I think. Starts off, tells us it's set um, in November 25th, Philadelphia, 1975. We yeah. get that image at the start. Yep. We're in the um, local club fight. Um, it's in a church, I reckon. Yeah. yeah. Either a church or a club because he makes reference to it in one of the later films. I think it might have been Rocky Balboa. Um, yeah. That it was a club fight where he's fought Spider Rico. It's a pretty sloppy fight, isn't it? Like, yeah. That's oh, shocking. It's typical Rocky. He's copping some head punches. Comes out, then he he gets a cheap shot, doesn't he? And it pisses him off. Yeah, yeah. Is it headbutt or an elbow? Headbutt. Yeah. And it's like he's lying on top of him, just laying blows on him while he's lying on the ground. <laughs> and, then, and then, and then the best mates after the fight, after he's copped a, a dirty headbutt, um, they get paid out, and then you know you get introduced to Rocky. Um, well, f- first off, it's a durry on the way back. Scabs a durry yeah. on the way back. 
<laughs> no, it's, it's a used durry. The guy's <laughs> yeah. pretty much finished it and gives it to him. And let's get back to it when they get paid at the back. So you see when the promoter comes in, takes everything out of spiders, he gets 17 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, that's, a good quite, that's, that's a good payday, all right? 17 bucks. Well, 17 bucks in 75 to now. So inflation, what, 3% a year? I reckon it would be about, what? <laughs> 150, 200 bucks. Tw- yeah. yeah, 200 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, it's not yeah. too bad for a club fight. Yeah, yeah. Get a, you get a case of craft beers, you know, a Chinese meal and uh, on your way. But I think, a case um, of craft beer? Yeah. Daydreaming in spring? Daydream, I had daydreaming in summer last time we spoke. That's right, we did too. What do you got tonight? Um, mate, you missed out. I was having a lovely glass of uh, Hunter, Hunter Red. Ooh, a bit of vino. Yeah, yeah, uh, bit, bit of cab, bit of cab saved from the hunter. We took a. How was your a, dirty weekend away? It was good. It was dirty. Well, actually, <laughs> it was. Jeez, um, I was I was a bit. <laughs> went out for a fancy dinner one night, and I was uh, a bit uh, a bit inebriated before we even got to the fancy dinner. So I don't think I appreciated, but I uh, Tam told me I had a good time. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> At least she remembers it. Yeah, she's like, you enjoyed yourself. <laughs> Getting back to the start of Rocky 1, I think the part you like too, um, Eric, is after after he comes out of the uh, dressing room, it's um, walking the streets and hits up the, um, the the Philly street singers. Oh, take it back. Do, 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 take it back. Big bird. So good. Yeah. And yeah. sung by Frank uh, Sly's brother. Yeah, Frank Frank Stallone. Frank Stallone. Frank Stallone. Which we'll get we'll get to more in the uh, soundtrack part of this um, this podcast. But anything else in the intro of um, the first Rocky? So we've covered the uh, it's that local fight. It's a bit sloppy. The thing I like about the intro to this one is that you know if you look at the whole series, which we'll obviously go through in a sec, but it really does actually set the scene for the entire for story. So yeah. you know Philadelphia itself is almost like a character in this one. It's very slummy, very grimy. Working yeah. man, so, working class. Yeah, man. and and Rocky's you know a, an absolute battler uh, yeah. in this setting. So I think you know from an introduction point of view, it's it's, it's really good. And you know there's a reason why it beats out uh, you know all the president's men and uh, taxi driver and all that for picture of the year at the Oscars. Like it, it actually yeah. does tell the story really well. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, and just for, just for our listeners, we just didn't clarify at the start when we're talking about the intros. And we know a lot of these Rocky movies starts with the last round of the final fight. We're actually counting after that the first say ten minutes of the movie as the intro. So just so we don't confuse the listeners when they think, "Hey, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, the actual, um, yeah." The actual yeah, if you actually counted the very start, first second of the movie, it's pretty much the last five minutes of the previous movie. So. But, What's your thoughts uh, on that? On the fights, the previous yeah. from the last. Well, it's good. Like a, a good a, recap. It keeps it going as a you know a good cr- chronological order coming. You know, uh, the story directly the, comes from the last. Back one. in the day, it would have made a lot more sense. I was going to say, yeah. Like in nowadays, when you can binge watch, maybe yeah. not. But yeah, yeah, yeah these, like back in would have been effective. If, if they put it on Netflix these days, the, it would include a skip intro button, which would yeah. <laughs> which would skip over the fucking first five minutes of the movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. oh, it didn't and when no. I watched it on Stan, it didn't have the skip. So well, mate, you have oh, a really? word to Stan and tell them to fucking sort their game out, all right? Channel Nine, mate, they're bloody povo. Yeah, Christ. Rocky Two. You know, we're not counting the first. You know, like the recap, 
they're in hospital. Um, Apollo goes back on his word that he doesn't want a rematch. He now wants a rematch. He's out. Well, out. For, uh, first, yeah, first, he's out for blood. No, no, they run, they he doesn't go back on his word. He's rolling yeah. out in a wheelchair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> try to fight him there and then. Yeah, yeah, they, they both look like they've uh, got permanent brain damage. I think um, that's funny how at the end of the first fight, Apollo goes, no, no rematch. And then just I don't, the, I don't want one. <laughs> the showman that he is, after they meet each other, he just talks it straight up. I'll take this bum anytime, anywhere. <laughs> He's trying to pull his catheter out. And actually, the ambulance going to the hospital from the ring, it had sort of the gunner flight in that sort of just funk instrumental, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. I found it, the bit where Rocky wheels himself in to find out off uh, Apollo if he if he really did fight him hard. You know, he wears Apollo. You give me your that best. Was, yeah, that was yeah. good. That's yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, and that that right there set the tone for the entire movie. That proper, yeah, because I think in the first movie he, he comes off as a bit of a, sh- a showboat, only cares about the theatrical part of um, boxing. But I think mm. he really, even in the start of this movie, you start seeing that his ego is hurt. And he, down to his core, he actually is a fighter. That's yeah. right. And you can tell by, when we'll get to it later, into the training that he goes through to, to prepare for the fight as well. It's it's full serious. Very good. And Rocky Three, the introduction oh. of Eye the Tiger. Yeah. Oh, oh good intro. Good intro. Uh, yeah. yeah. Go, go, going through him, obviously, knocking off what we find out later is considered by Clubber Lang easy opponents. So he's towering up. Probably, you know, title fights, competitors that are probably not that hard. Um, so you see him towering up. You obviously Clubber rising for his ranks on a 6-0. to I think the news articles are like a 6-0 to victory for both of them. And, yeah, sort of leads into Clubber still training hard. And I guess... Oh, I love I guess, that I, running I, down the street with the Nike thing on, just doing the airboxing. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and then Rocky's doing sort of the opposite, taking it, you know, doing doing ads. My my joke, my sort of reference here, I had he was doing more ads, more ads than Virat Kohli in fucking India. Um, <laughs> everything from motorbikes to anal lube, he's selling it <laughs> on, on the TV. And um, congrats on the new bub too, Virat. I, yeah, I, yeah, he, that's right. Yeah, he went he home did. for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah what, do you, what do you have, boy or girl? Uh, I can't remember to be honest. But he did uh, take home the series from Australia, so fuck you. Yeah, he, he but, did. But looking at that, um, that the first, the well, you, you do see the evolution of Rocky sort of going from uneducated to, you know, the better side of the tracks. Yeah. Um, but have you seen some of the fights in that montage? Um, <laughs> with some of the fights, Clubber wins. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He, he KOs the blokes to the ground and he punches them when they're down. I oh, know. Like, uh, and actually, how about that, that left jump hook that Stallone does, that Rocky does? Yeah. 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 There's the, the, oh, yeah, the club the punching the MMA fly punch. But I love the bit at yeah. the end when Club is just going, I want him on, man. Suck it. No, I can't bin. I don't want. I want him. I want. And you see Mickey just sit down and just shit himself. But the, the start does go into. It rolls into Paulie drinking at mm. the bar. You yeah. see, he's, he's pissed drinking beer with a bottle of Glenfiddich chasing. <laughs> as, as you do. But as what I feel the only way to drink beer, isn't it? So there's a, a guy in his mid 40s, pissed, drinking out of a scotch bottle. The yeah. rest of the room's all teenagers, and not one person blinks an eye. Yeah, and no, he's looking no one, around, smiling at everybody. I was going to say, no one hits the pedo alarm at the front desk. <laughs> not one person. The thing I like about all that too is obviously, and this is a constant thing throughout most of the series, not all the series, 
is the focus and the arcs on the secondary characters rather than just the focus on the fighting. So, um, yeah, I think it's it's sort of good. But they kind of go away from that pretty quickly. Like Robbie uh, Rocky, you know, gets him in a jail, gives yep. him a job, off they go. I do like how you get when he goes, I want kind of a job, and he goes, all you do is ask. I think I'm pretty sure Paulie have been asking since the start of Rocky for him to get a job. <laughs> yeah, but what would you yeah, he got him one in Rocky he's too. A, he's a fucking bum. Well, he gave him his old... Um, yeah, his old Gazzo. Wasn't he? What didn't Paulie trim down in the second one? Watch it again. Yeah, he must have actually. Yeah, I right. guess he, walking around beating people up for money, it does. You must have been fit in high school. But does <laughs> does this Rocky Three intro go into the Thunderlips fight, or are we going a bit too far now? No, That's probably far. That's part of the story. yeah, yeah. It's probably a bit more the part of the story. Okay, yeah. Rocky Four. So let's let's talk about Rocky Four intro then. Yeah, dentist. I I didn't mind it. Um, it was good. I like the focus on the Russian element and it was very much that high tech, you know, that element that they have in the training and that he's a machine. And so yeah. they set up that character pretty well. How are those CRT screens? Hey, hey, bring back. Well, <laughs> that's not in the intro, but is it? Yeah. yeah Some of them cool. are. Yeah. Most well, of it's, it's in the montage. It does start yeah. with, but does start with, it is very Reagan. Refl- I'm, I wonder if the Republic oh. paid for this movie, but with the Russian and the Oops. American. Um, you know, do you know what? Do you know what's always pissed me off about that? Is that they kind of go? It's they go at different times, but then they punch. And if you look at the last second, the Soviet one actually drops down. They give away the fucking end of the movie right at the start. Yeah, and they've reused Eye of the Tiger, and that too. Yeah. Moose, Moose just stole one of my comments I made for like later on that I said, I'm pretty sure the CIA funded this movie as a Cold War anti-communist piece. Yeah, oh, I was massive anti-communism propaganda. Oh, yeah. East versus East versus West. <laughs> West I, I will admit better. though, once you get past the Russian stuff, the rest of the intro of this movie almost lost me. Yeah, the kid with the camcorder, the most annoying son in the world. I know the puffy bowler hat being worn by Rocky, and the fucking robot. <laughs> the, the, the hell was the robot? What was the that kid- Disney movie as a kid that had the robot? Was it? <sighs> oh, it's on the tip of my tongue now. The, kid, the, the kids short the circuit, kids, short circuit. That's it. <laughs> the kids hitting Paulie with whipped cream, and Paulie's Paulie's a, a mental case, and he's just like, oh yeah, that's pretty funny. I'm like, that's not even Paulie. Paulie would pick him up and like, you know, beat him with a baseball bat. Paulie's a psycho. Like they they dealt him down a bit for the fourth one. So I know yeah. I know it was the end of Rocky Three, so we're not counting as the start of this. But you know when um it freezes on that fight with Apollo and Rocky, and Rocky's doing the um mm. the left. He's uh, left, left through and Apollo's doing his right. Yeah. Who do you reckon's connect? Oh, I was going to ask you the same question. Rocky po- floors Apollo with that. Yeah. It's, oh, he's, yeah. Uh, it looks like he's just gotten under him enough. He's, eh? he's, got, yeah. he's got the inside right on the edge of the jaw. He's, Apollo's out. He's asleep. Yeah. Yeah, so the start of Rocky Four. so we've got Paulie's birthday party where yeah. he gets his um, – he gets his he gets short circuit. Yeah. So I think we're sort of seeing. Uh, th- we'll get into the story, but this is sort of opening up that this is really a, a reflective of we're in the eighties and we're just going to show as much rock music and stuff that looks like a computer that makes it look yeah. smart as we can possible. Yeah. Bad yeah. And I've got yeah. some things to say about that later on. Yeah. Believe me, yeah. I'll wait yeah. for this wait for the story round. But but as I'm going to be intro, honest, this intro has not, Im- it's a bit has not impressed me at all. <laughs> no, it's a shit intro. Yeah, I agree. Um, Rocky Five. I can't, I can't top five. this one. Rocky naked in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> Dentist didn't take him long and he's back on Naked Men in the Shower. Oh, it was always going to happen. 
It, it, but, brings back, it brings back visions of his um, American History X chat. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, shower love scene. Shower love scene. I will admit, um, though, Rocky, Rocky Five intro, fucking good rewatching it. Like, I know the movie gets panned, but the intro, the setup with the, the shower scene with the shaking, he loses his memory, calls Adrian Mickey, yeah. uh, goes into his financial losses. It's uh, a different start. I actually thought it was pretty yeah. good. But and, and they do a different start. How they show the, the freezes on the character with their real life name when it's oh, shown. Oh, I did too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. yeah. I, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm surprised it's taken until Rocky Five for Rocky to actually start addressing some of the brain damage he's been suffering from all the cheap shots. <laughs> what well, top of the no, no, the brain damage they've been talking about since Rocky One. If that's you remember. true. That's yeah. true. Um, yeah, I know. We're we're introduced to Don King in a press conference, <laughs> aka George okay. Washington Duke, the worst he's fucking character. The worst character name ever. Yeah. <laughs> Why mainly they just because call him Don Duke or something. It's no, Don no, King, but mainly you know. because there was already a Duke character. He was the trainer of Apollo. Yeah. Yeah. That's I just found that weird. Why well, have two Dukes? I, I, I could have called him anything. And else. this guy's meant to be a massive boxing promoter and well, no one knows like it's like he's just come off <laughs> no one knows who he is. They're surprised no. by him. He's, he's got a nice jacket though. So he, can we just can we just bring the brakes back a bit in this intro? Yeah. So they come back from Russia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. First thing is the kid comes up to him. Let's just look at this. Rocky's <laughs> kid was born in Rocky Two, which is 1979. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rocky, no, four, R- Rocky Four is set in 1985. So this kid's six. Yeah. Rocky Five is immediately after Rocky Four. So when Rocky leaves, say, a training camp is 10 weeks before a fight. He leaves 10 weeks before. The kid's six years old. He comes back, say, 12 weeks later. The kid's 13. Yeah, that's easily explained. Black hole technology was big that's in the right. 80s. So, yeah, did, so, you yeah. find, did, did you find this, though? No. no it's a crossover with Back to the Future, mate. Did no. you yeah. see Doc and Marty McFly? No, no, seriously, but did you notice? Doc, did, did you I, think of that when you watched it? I, I will admit I didn't, but I think they could probably explain it away to say, yeah, they had a holiday for five years in Russia afterwards. No, they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. How do you know? Because he came back with a black eye. <laughs> Rocky's that's got true. brain damage. He, like he could have had, he could yeah. have been walking around drunk but on. That's one gate. That's that is one sort of hole in the plot. They they sort of bug it up true. on. I think. That yeah, that's true. fair enough. All right. But and uh, this definitely final, sits. This sits better over than Rocky Four intro. Definitely. Oh, massively. Yeah. yeah. And finally, Rocky Balboa, which uh, is the final film in the Rocky series. Obviously, we're not focusing on the Creed kind of reboot uh, versions, but Rocky Balboa, Cardi. What are your thoughts on the intro to this one? Uh, yeah, look, it sort of covers off where he's up to in his life. You know, he's meeting up with his son, who's um, you know, pain in the ass stockbroker or something like that. You know, it, it you know, he's he's a stockbroker, but it could be worse. He could be a nurse, which you know, could be bad for a male, a male if you're a, a male nurse. nurse. Yeah. The thing is with the son, the son's just a fuckwit, isn't he? We'll get to it later, but see that moose just skipped he's over pretty... that. He just skipped over that. that he's just shape. a fuckwit, but the son, he's a little bit ungrateful, but that sets up other. Parts of the story. No, but in all the movies, yeah. in every yeah. movie, no, no. it's just in somehow fuck with. He's just an annoying little shit. Yeah, yeah. fuck yeah. with. Yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the son's upset that his dad's, um, you know, obviously got this great career and everyone sort of considers him, you know, Rocky's son and he wants to make it, you know, his own path. Yeah, sort of. My son's going to have the same problem. Yeah, he, you know, he's, yeah. he's living big in your shadow. shadow. Yeah, I, I, I love this. Not, I love this not, intro. Not a big shadow on the pants, though. Yeah, like he's probably going to surpass you there easily. Hey. It works. It works. 
I love this intro. Um, I like how it starts off. The size um, of the fog, dog in the fight. Yeah. I like how, you know, again, it's, it's go, it goes that panning shot through the Philly streets, showing it's yeah. working class. I like how it starts off with the 5.30 alarm and Rocky just gets up, gets a, lot, gets a black coffee, goes out back and just does some pull-ups. Yeah, that was um, awesome, I thought. Yeah. And it and, showed him back in the old neighbourhood as well, really, living in those, you know, terrace home kind of setup. Yeah, and, it, and it's... Yeah, and then it's his, it's his day remembering um, Adrian because is it her birthday or the day she died? One, yeah. I think he visits her all the time. But, mate, that I remember watching that for the first time and even watching it again. Fuck, that almost broke me. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it was pretty emotional, I thought. And I actually thought it was really a solid start. Movie as well. Yeah, I thought it was really good. All yeah. right. So we've covered them off. Let's let's go our winner then. What what are we what are we going for our winner out of the best best intro? I'm going to have to go Rocky Three. I love that Eye of the Tiger start. I just love how it finishes off with Mr. T just going ballistic. Yeah, right. Okay. Which is almost like the first training montage too for the film if you think I know. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's got a couple of montages. Yeah, yeah. What about um, you, Cardi? Um, oh, look, I was pretty I was pretty hard picked, but um, I actually went Rocky One. I thought it was a good overall start to the, the entire series. And looking back, it was probably what set the – the best foundation as well, although it's not as exciting as some of the other intros, it probably lays the best groundwork, and um, you can see why it probably got the awards it did that year. So, yep, yeah, lucky one for me. Very nice. Yeah, I uh, I struggled on this one a little bit. Um, it was a choice between three. Uh, then I whittled it down to two. Uh, one of which was Rocky One, uh, but the other one, and I'm going to do this because I've, I. Watching it again, I think because I hated the film so much back in the day, re-watching it again, I was trying to look for the positives and I kind of went in with an open mind and I actually thought the intro to Rocky Five around the health issues, the fact that he went, uh, he, he lost all his money, it was a back-to-basic story. He kind of went back to that original world, you know, of that gritty uh, Philadelphia and whatnot and had to rebuild himself. So for a setup for a movie, I'm actually going to throw in Rocky Five intro. I think it's probably the only, uh, <laughs> the only Rocky Five winner. I think any of us are probably going to have, but that's all I'm going to choose. Yeah, right. Okay, cool. So uh, five, nice. Yeah, so uh, Rocky One, Three, and Five are on the board. That moves us on to uh, round two. What about Tanir? Round two, the stories. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be a big one, I think, because this is kind of. Well, this is what the franchise is all about, right? The story of each film. That's you know we've already covered the fact that Rocky One was you know, nominated and beat out some pretty hefty films for uh, for Best Actor Oscar, I think, 1977. And the reason was because it was a great story. So, yeah, looking forward to this one. Well, we'll start off with Rocky One. So this is the true underdog story, you know, giving someone a chance. But talking about this movie, how, like, let's just say what Rocky One is a movie. Like, he was a nobody and he wrote this movie. He got... Look who he got starring in. He got Burgess Meredith, who was the Penguin from the original Batman. You had Talia Shire, who had been the two Godfathers and got nominated for Academy Award. And was born a coppola, who's like film royalty. Ah, dentist. What other film that you and me loved growing up was Talia Shire in? You and me loved? She's the mother in Rad. Was she? Yeah. Jesus. Rad yeah, Racing. BMX movie. Yeah, Buck oh, okay. Taylor. Absolutely. Mate, that was – let's do BMX Bandits versus Rad Racing. <laughs> That'd be a good bit of depth. Wasn't yeah. BMX Bandits Nicole Kidman? Sure was. Yeah. Sure. There you go. There's a little tidbit there. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, on the story of Rocky One, you know, it's that 
underdog story, given the given the outsider a chance and shows you know taking that taking that chance and going for it. But you know the story centers around him. You know he's that working class. He's a debt collector at the start. Um, he's, he's a debt collector, but if with a heart. At, well, I was going to say like he's actually quite a modest guy. Like with a debt collector, he doesn't injure the people like Gazza wants him to. When yeah. he gets the offer to fight Creed for the uh, for the title. He actually declines it mm. and suggests that it wouldn't be a good fight, but he's happy to spar and help him train for it. Like, you know, I think that's the core of the movie. There, he's setting up the Rocky character as his humble sort of fella. I, th- I um, think. Was, sorry, Cardi. No, no, I was gonna, I was going to say we. I was going to say we get introduced to some of the other characters that are going to cover over the entire series of the movies. Like, uh, I'll, I'll refer to him like this throughout the movie: Paulie the scumbag and he's Adrian. Soon to be nymphomaniac Adrian. I know yeah. she's the. <laughs> I, call, I call him scumbag, you know, throwing his sister's uh, roast dinner out the door. Tells Rocky that uh, she's, she's drying out, <laughs> drying up. A first, just... bachelor, a first bachelor has immensely abused shut in from Kingdom Far Away. <laughs> um, we get introduced to Mickey, obviously, for the first time. He tells, tells Rocky he could have, you know, he could have been something and now he's a he's, he's a. T- He's a tomato. <laughs> Mate, talk about jump on a bandwagon. was nothing to do with him. As soon as Rocky gets this shot, he's just pestering him. I know. Yeah. And then Rocky calls him out and says, you know, like, you know, where were you when I needed help? You never asked for help. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Rocky's pretty yeah. smart punching a wall before a $150,000 fight. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, smart move from Rocky but there. I um, find it funny, like, the first half of the movie – He's seriously just trying to tune Adrian. Like, how about when he goes on the date with her? They're walking out of the house, and he just hocks a loogie at the gate. <laughs> when, when she, the whole time he's spending talking about boxing. Remember when she's um, ice skating, and he goes, "You know how I got started fighting?" And she goes, "No." <laughs> yeah, she's 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 rough. Like I'm sitting there watching, going, "I would not have gone after Adrian at all." You know, focus focus on your trading. <laughs> Leave her alone. I think it's a bit concerning, but when he took it back to his house, his unit on the um, the first date, like he's sitting on the lounge, sort of like, now my pants are chafing me. <laughs> but she, she, she's trying to leave she's the apartment. Judge. He's like blocking the door. Then he goes, "You've got a nice <laughs> mouth and eyes." <laughs> I had that too. I'm like, he's he got a bit rapey there at one stage. Yeah, I was. I thought the same thing. He gets a little bit rapey, and then she's like, "I need to call my brother." He just yells out the window, "Yo, Adrian's here!" And I'm like, "That's when she should have bolted for the door." But she fully plays that. I don't do this on first date. Act doesn't she? Oh, yeah. it's an act because literally after, after that first that, date, she <laughs> she's like a raging. Adrian's car. revenge was the burning sensation fine upon You're urination busted. seven to ten days after. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but like yeah, you, you touch on Paulie again. Yeah, like where he's telling his sister she's busted and you know breaking up the house with the baseball bat. And he's he's a quality brother. He's a he's a really quality brother. But but this is the thing, right? This I was saying before about the secondary character characters in the film the setup's fantastic like between rocky adrian and paulie they are all completely different yeah yet they somehow just mesh together really well yeah like i mean i mean rocky rocky's got definitely definitely like brain damage in the first story like he sounds like he's got an iq of about 50 for the first movie reminds me of young moose to tell you it's like the simplest things just excite him he just he just verbal diarrhea's it out doesn't he he's like Oh, that's a tree post. Wow. <laughs> it's interesting. Obviously, um, Sly, Sly got to be known for that type of character, that slurred speech and that. But you hear him talking in interviews. He's actually quite articulate. Yeah, he's pretty good. Like, if you listen to, like, um, 
he's a smart guy in real life. Got a lot of business mm. business acumen, you know, like uh, Planet Hollywood restaurants and stuff. Like he's made a lot of money What's... outside of movies as well. So that's that sort of covers off the first the first movie story. You know, we get introduced to all the lead characters. Obviously, Rocky's like. I'm going to take this opportunity. But, yeah, um, but, uh, but overall, the story is pretty good at setting up exactly what the whole series ended up becoming, which is, as Moose said before, yeah. that underdog story of a guy who's just literally got nothing in his life. He has to fight for everything. So, obviously, so, we know the ending to Rocky, the original, but... And we'll Rocky get to II, that. Yeah, we'll get to that later on. But uh, Rocky Two is obviously now... He's had the fight. Apollo's caught, calling for a rematch. But Rocky is kind of... He's almost on that cusp of he's kind of a celebrity now, but he's not kind of a celebrity. Like he's getting these half-assed advertisement gigs. Um, he's wasting all of his money on absolute crap. Um, although that tiger jacket was pretty cool, I will admit. Dog collar wristband. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> hey, Bubkiss. Bubkiss didn't last long in the series, did he? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, I was going to say the movies did stretch over. Uh, 30, the dog was ten years, years old in the pet shop. <laughs> yeah. But no, this this movie probably centers around more of proving, isn't it? Because he retires, and then you have Apollo calling him out the whole time, and pretty much everyone disowns Rocky, don't they? Like he he walks past everyone in the gym; they're reading the paper with that um, chicken um, yeah, comic of him. Yeah, chicken. Everyone's just ripping on him, and then he becomes yeah. a trainer for Mickey, and like these well. Idiots. He's, well, he's kind of gone away from boxing because the focus for him now is Family. he did what he wanted to do. He, he went toe-to-toe and held his own with the champ. It was all about Adrian. It was, the whole movie is about his relationship with Adrian. They got married, obviously had a kid, uh, which set up one of the greatest intros to a training montage in the whole series. Which we'll get to. Which we'll get to. But, uh, yeah, that, that was kind of more this movie was about that developing relationship with Adrian, who I thought actually become quite a stronger character and more mm. of an influence on Rocky during this movie. How good's the Trans Ami buys? Yeah, it's good. That's <laughs> yeah, pretty sick. Good muscle car. This is when we were talking before how some of the things don't age well. This joke's probably funny in 1979, but probably couldn't pass in the any Rocky movie after that. When, um, oh, what's Gar- is it Garzo? Gazzo. Gazzo goes, because me invest his money in condominiums, and he goes, Condominiums. I never yeah. wear them. I never use them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, Three I years later, would have the AIDS pandemic. But. AIDS, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember cringing at that joke and just going, it was so bad. It was such a poor Yeah, that didn't age well. Nah, yeah, nah. but then the jokes get worse and worse, which we'll cover off on shortly. Yeah. But yeah, so Rocky Two is that proving movie. It's he's you know he's conflicted with his um what's he going like you know as a part of him that's still that fighter in him that ends up wanting the fight you know enough's enough being insulted by Apollo. But then there's that other part of him that is dragged between his family. So yeah, it's quite poetic in its story. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And what about Rocky Three? Probably. Like- uh, yeah, it's it's sort of I think we sort of touched on it a little bit. So uh, Rocky's. Obviously, been fighting some second-ranked fighters, I guess, compared to Clubber Lang, who's up and coming, um, fighting a fighter. Paul, Paul is just being a um, a bit of a loser. I think we touched on getting getting arrested, asking for you know Rocky for a job. Nothing um, but a fat, lazy, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, the, sweat you. <laughs> the, the story leads into Rocky actually fighting Clubber, losing, and that sort of sets a basis for the rest of the movie where Rocky's Rocky's out for getting respect back and getting some, uh, you know. It's redemption. Getting, yeah, redemption. it's a redemption. Yeah. It's a redemption story. So, yeah. It's, it's yeah. probably the um, similar, it's probably what happened to um, Apollo. He was, a, he was a fighter like Rocky, 
then he become big time and you see Rocky focusing on the celebrity side of boxing, mm. which ends up biting him. And that's where you can probably see Polo. Get the hunger back. Yeah. Eye of the Tiger. That's the, that's, that's the centerpiece of this movie, isn't it? The Eye of the Tiger. Yeah. That Getting that back. There is no tomorrow. But yeah. you were saying, as you saw um, Adrian sort of grow in the second one, this one, that scene on the beach where she puts oh, Rocky in his place. Absolutely. I'm like, mate. She is like those are so powerful, and you're like, man, yeah. she is so hot now. <laughs> <laughs> Strong, confident but woman. This no, movie, very hot. Moose, Moose likes a bit of dominance. This movie, yeah. but probably has one of the best linguist, probably best scenes in the whole franchise. I reckon is that Mr. T scene at the statue where he's yeah, just yeah. ripping. You know, oh, yeah, <laughs> get up where you. I see, get up where you can jump. Run when you can. Shut, was, up, shut up, shut up, old man. <laughs> like, this is Mr. T's first movie. He like st- he got picked for this movie because um, St- Stallone saw him on World's Toughest Bodyguards, a show or whatever, where he'd, he won it and he boxed in it. And then 1,200 people went for the club lang part. Mr. T, Mr. T boxed two rounds with Stallone and he read all his 10-page – he did all his 10-page parts without having to read off it, unlike everyone else. And Stallone was like, yeah, wow. you're the man. Yeah. But um, yeah. you don't get to find out much about Clubber though. No, oh, the what? Like, you know, you know, he's a like obviously a, a poor, up and coming fighter. But that's about it. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't think they built the background of, of Clubber as good as they did with Apollo. Yeah, it's a real, it's a real um, finding your inner strength. This movie, isn't it? I'm not yeah. sorry. Finding finding what made finding that spark again. Sorry. Yeah, that's where yeah. Apollo yeah. keeps going. Find your eye of the tiger. Yeah. So, I mean, that, yeah. that covers Rocky 3, the main core theme there. I guess going to Rocky 4, which we all know is the another motivator, revenge. Dentist. Vengeance. Yeah. Yeah. Revenge, vengeance, dentist. What are, what are your thoughts on the story of uh, Rocky 4, mate? I'm going to be pretty com- controversial here. I actually think the story of this is absolute dog shit. <laughs> it's so thin. <laughs> It's it is shit. so crap. Seriously, like this like, man, I remember yeah. all of the the leading to this, like all of the comments we were getting via social media at Peter Podcast on uh, Instagram. If you want to send us a message, uh, it was all about Rocky Four. Everyone loving, you know, Rocky Four is the best. Blah blah blah. Rewatching it with a critical eye, there yeah. are so many fucking plot holes and paper thin um, sort of story arcs on this. Hey. I was I was actually not enjoying it at How all. Goods. Until Robert Tepper come on. How good's Drago's flat top though? That was pretty good. I will admit. There's, but there's from, a, from there's a story a point of view, it, it, it was it. dog shit. It was absolute dog shit. Did you notice in the um, Apollo fight, you know, when he comes to the ring, so he comes the, in the Living America song, he's dancing with gloves on. Then James before yeah, then before they come to the middle, he's jumping around going, I want you. He doesn't have any gloves on. Yeah. God, you did watch with a critical eye. hope someone gets sacked. Yeah, because <laughs> we'd all know that our uh, boxers take a little while to get uh, taped up, ready for a fight, and he's straight into it pretty much and, after that. True. And this movie, yeah. so this, like we said at the start, this is basically, it's as you, you, what you were saying at the start, you reckon it's an engine, Cardi, a political engine. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I reckon. I reckon, like you know, the, obviously the Cold War still yeah. rag, raging away in the eighties, and um, yeah, I reckon. I reckon the CEOs probably walked up to Sly and said, "Can you just make a um, East East versus West movie with the West, West winning?" And we're like, sure. But it's basically, <laughs> how much cash? Haters. It's basically just like let's just throw everything about the eighties in a movie. No. So what you're saying, it's exactly like the Winds of Change by the Scorpions. Yeah. <laughs> Have you heard the theory behind that song? 
Yeah, yeah. That the CIA uh, basically the the wind song. Yeah, yeah. yeah the but it's a good song. It's a good song. It's a good song. It's a great. Song. Oh, I don't think it. Yeah. It's not. It's not scorpions. Scorpions. Gee, Here yeah, I am. Scorpions. Exactly you know, I said, I said yeah, it's, it's not. It's, it's not their. It's scorpions, but it's not the scorpions. If you know what I mean. They're well, known for being a heavy CIA, metal band. Apparently. Or, Here or, I am. Rock you like a hurricane. Wind, winds are changing. A hurricane always reminds me of rock and roll. reminds me of Thailand. We, like we, we went on a holiday there and this restaurant we would go to, which was a, you know, it was a good Thai restaurant over there. You're in Thailand, you go to a Thai restaurant for proper Thai. <laughs> it's just, it's just called a restaurant there. But they just had this repeat <laughs> of, uh, they had like the uh, Scorpions, like, you know, um, live performance just on rotation. So every night you go there, just about the same. You know, like DVD was on in the background type thing. Great food. But, um, yeah. yeah, it was also you had to walk up a staircase because well, we're staying at a nice resort, but there was a little restaurant off the side. Walk up a staircase with a sheer cliff drop on one side, no railing. <laughs> and they were, you know, serving the old 700ml um, singer bottles and just kept kept them smashing it at a table. Jesus. A couple of times I was walking back and like, I'm going to go off this cliff for sure. Well, that was the same with the cruise ship. Do you remember we went on? I remember the barrier. To go over the side was that goddamn low. It's a little bit and high all now. of the best bars were out on the deck. How yep. did people not go over the over the edge at the back of the boat too? So if you went over, Fuck. you'd yeah. be churned up in the chop. You'd be fucking. You'd be gone. You'd, yeah. you'd be. You'd go under, and you'd by the time. Remember what they told us? I think they told us on the on the uh, seven you know, hour trip. turnaround or something. No, I don't think it was that long. I think they easily said it was a one hour turnaround. But, and like if you wow. were drunk, you were drunk, and you're out in the sea, and you'd have which we were. Which we're always drunk. Um, yeah, if you had to tread water, sea, man. <laughs> tre- tread water for an hour, <laughs> you'd be full clothes. You'd be pretty fucked. Ten minutes, you'd drown. Yeah, you'd be. Oh, you'd be struggling. You'd be um, struggling. Getting back to Rocky Four, but like going with how th- you know the the thin, like you were saying, the thinness of the plot. What I found too is, I, I think I use the word dog shit. It's dog shit. Sorry. Dog shit. What, what, I found, what I found too is the, the character of Apollo is completely against what it was now. Like he's more, like he he was smart and a strategist. You look at this; he was so easily baited by mm. Drago in that in that press conference where he right. you know, uh, was sort of against his character. I thought it was kind of a. A little bit of a callback to his character in number two, though. It also showed that down, down, you have all the money in the world, everything, but at the end of the day, he's a fighter. Yeah. Yeah. That's why he wanted a bit like just how he got easily baited by that Russian politician or whatever in the thing. Yeah. I thought he'd be, and he's he's meant to be mimicked off Ali. Is he he a fighter or does he love the celebrity status of being a fighter? Yeah. Because that's kind of what I got from that movie a little bit. It was more the not getting the cheers anymore, wasn't it? Yeah. That's right. See, yeah. So it's, I mean, the other, it was still about fighting, but he wanted it because of the celebrity status. Yeah, but you see in the other movies, like okay, so Rocky beats him in one. He doesn't do a rematch. He retires. Mm. I don't know. It's just sort of a bit flashy in that. It didn't sit well with me. Yeah. yeah. The other uh, one of the plot holes in this too, like there's a pretty early reference to anabolic anabolic steroid use. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no one decided to test the big fella before the fight. Yeah. Yeah. No, they only brought testing in, um, I think, when Ben Johnson got done in the Seoul Olympics. They only started testing around then, I think. Yeah, it was late uh, 80s, in 88. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. And it only became illegal in the early 90s. Remember when um, Vince McMahon, the steroid trial? That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will admit with this movie too, the amount of bloody product placement was disgusting. Oh, oh yeah. Close-ups of Lamborghini. Yeah, Hugo Boss. Heaps, um, heaps, of, Adidas. heaps of Hugo Boss. <laughs> Oh, it's in, like Hugo Boss, but if you look at the Apollo fight, you've got Rocky, 
Pauly and the Duke all in a red, white, and blue. Oh, yeah. You go top, I, the same I don't, I don't know about you guys, but I can't – obviously, product placement in movies these days is just rampant and it sticks out like dog balls. But I can't remember a lot of movies like – was this Wayne's maybe one of, the, one of the first movies that did a lot of oh, – yeah, but Wayne's World did it. And, yes, the taste of a new generation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, like, can you guys remember yeah. a lot of movies before, Rocky, that had heaps of, like, blatant product placement? I can't really. Yeah. None come to mind, but I think if we went back and watched a few, even the ones that you said before, we'll mm. probably find a fair bit of it. Yeah, it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. I, like, I love the – there must have been because Wayneswell took the piss out of it, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. But, yeah, so, so honestly, on this one, I know everyone loves Rocky Four. I'm calling it out for what it is. It's a I, piece of shit story. I think everyone loves C- it, really. CIA mouthpiece. <laughs> we'll get to it later. I think. I think the those bunch of pussies. I think the soundtrack <laughs> and the montage gets people, and the fact that he's got Dolph Lundgren's Jack the Eyeballs in it. Oh wait, the dentist just called the CIA a bunch of pussies. Right now, they're organising sur- surgical drone strikes for all three of us. Bye, fellas. <laughs> just be static in a minute. <laughs> I think the Rocky Five. It goes. Um, it does get a bit more art house. You try and get more acting in it, doesn't it? I think yeah. he. Do you reckon? He, I think he, it was set a bit more after Rocky Four, where the others were like two, three years apart. That was about a good five year gap. I agree. They tried to overact it a bit, but they got the worst bloody actor in Tommy Morrison. He was shocking. I reckon he acted all right for a non actor yeah. compared to um, t- uh, Tava in Rocky Balboa. Tava was good. I thought, I thought he'd had a really good job. But looking back at Morrison, like he, like when he, every time he got angry, he just spoke a million miles an hour and went fucking, you know, to 100% straight away. Yeah. There was yeah. no kind of subtlety. But the, the, the overarching thing of this is, I guess, is humility, isn't it? In this one, it is, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So what I don't get is, so Paulie loses all their money signing a power of attorney away to the accountant. Paulie the yeah. scumbag, yeah. I'm pretty sure it takes more than <laughs> one person whose finances they aren't to sign yeah. the power of attorney away. <laughs> Yeah, it was 1990. Things to lose it back then. And what I found funny is the whole <laughs> the whole thing centers around Rocky could get what, do one more fight and and take him out of poverty, which yeah. Adrian's full against. Yet yeah. the street fight, which he cops bare knuckle, oh, no. weapons in the head, exactly. gets no money out of it. She cheers him after. Yeah, yeah. I don't well, know. he could he I could just that. fight Thunderlips again, fake, and get money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, did, I did find that a little bit thin that. You know, he's not willing to go through a proper fight where it's a little bit more controlled. Well, what, about the, what about the ten that he, um, the ten that Mickey put him on? You know, to protect him. Yeah, and like well, I didn't mind the premise of the movie though, in the, in the fact that yeah, it would have been good to see Rocky fight again, but they kind of went a different tact, and he was becoming the trainer. If so it, I, I didn't mind that angle, but I just think the execution was like, some of the bloody jokes in it were worse. Oh yeah. Than the if it was a movie by itself, say. It wasn't called Rocky and there's no other movies before it and they just did a movie about a boxer that lost everything. It would be too bad. Does, does, anyone, well, else, does anyone think what, Rocky well? Five, you mean? Yeah. But, but, then, again, but then again, the, the, the final fight, which we will get into, was underwhelming. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it was a bit, yeah, it, was a bit un, it felt a bit unnecessary and forced, the final fight. And where in um, Rocky Four they sort of regurgitated everything 80s, they possibly couldn't to it. They're doing this with the 90s now. Yeah. I did find Tommy some funny Morrison's quotes mother. in it, though. Remember when they got back from the airport and Rocky puts Adrian over his shoulder and goes, I'm going to take you upstairs and violate like a parking meter. She goes, you better have a quarter. <laughs> 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 I 
Don't <laughs> still hooker. Yeah. And, and I love like as soon as they, as soon as he moves out of that mansion, he takes smoking up again. Yeah. yeah. A, a, another plot hole I found. So with the kids' age, so the start of Rocky Four, where him and Apollo have that fight, it's in Mickey's gym. Yeah. Yep. It's fully done up. So this is potentially nine months later. Mickey's gym now looks like it hasn't been inhabited for like thirty years. <laughs> it, look, it looks like post, post it's dilapidated. There's no, dust everywhere. There's like people doing soup kitchens in there. Hey, well, hang on. Was that the fight? It was. It is. It is. It was Mickey's gym because that's yeah. where he was in the third one when Apollo goes. Your wife told me you'd be here. He was reflecting. Ah, uh, yeah, that's right. It's the exact same gym. It's got. You know, it is. Does, yeah, does, right. any, does anyone think Dommy Gunn is also a um, obviously got a Don King type character? Does anyone not think Tommy Gunn's a bit um, Tyson like as well in his story and his you know rapid rise to fame and his vicious fighting? Let's hold it to the opponent. And and well, no, it's yeah. still part of the story. It's part of the story that would make Rocky the Castimado yeah. character in this. So obviously, Cus with Tyson died, and that's when he kind of went across to Don King and all the shit happened. Yeah. Uh, had Cus still been in his life, or for Tommy, had Rocky still been in his life, would things have gone a little bit differently? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I like it. I like your take on that. Yeah. Well, obviously, <laughs> let's let's be like no one cannot deny that uh, George Washington Duke is not Don. Someone's <laughs> slides just sit there and go, "We'll just turn Don King into a character." Touch me. <laughs> I did read. Actually, yeah, well, touch when we get me to else. when we get to, <laughs> I did read on. Um, I was doing the research that there was a couple of canon the- like theories so potentially if um rocky didn't come out of retirement to fight clubber lang they reckon the clubber lang character set off a whole chain of events which led to apollo dying and then rocky um losing all his money and whatnot and that so if rocky didn't fight clubber the first time it wouldn't have spurred apollo to train him and then be inspired and then wanting to get that accolades again and fight drago in the next one which then set off these chain of events. Yeah. There you go. Mm. The other uh, shitty thing about the story in Rocky Five is some of the secondary and tertiary characters. Uh, obviously, his son, kind of not as annoying as the son in number four. Oh, no, it's I reckon he's worse. A, he's worse. He's a little bit of this. a dick. But I just love it how back in 1990, the epitome of toughness <laughs> was a denim jacket and a loose-fitting earring, a dangling oh, that, earring. That earring is so shit. No, so, oh, my God. It was denim on yeah. denim. Denim yeah, on denim. Canadian uh, tuxedo. And, Eric, we have another future star in this movie. Who inhabited a character named Eric E from um, uh, Entourage, one of the great – what I like to consider actually the male version of Sex in the City actually is Entourage, uh, Kevin Connolly. He's actually the main character in it. He's, he the, he's, the, he's, the, he's the title star. In Entourage, yeah, you're okay. Kevin Connell. He is. You look at it. You look at it. He's, he's Vince's second. Is he really? Okay. Yeah. There you go. I, I'm going to actually see Frozen the musical tomorrow. But yeah, everyone goes nice. on as like Anna's everyone, the best. No, but everyone thinks um, Elsa's the Anna's actually the main. It's actually centers around Anna. The whole stories. Well, she ends up becoming the queen of Arendelle. Mm. God, you can yeah. tell we've got kids. Elsa going. does. Yeah, no. No, no. Like, Elsa does, but on, in the second one. Second one, yeah. Yeah. It's Anna. But, yeah, so we're thinking, again, like, like Rocky Four, this movie is a bit it fizzles. Yeah, look, it does fizzle. The thing I hate about this story is that it started so well. Like, the intro was pretty good and it hooked me right in. It was in. good. And then, it, yeah, but it, it, it just went downhill. It probably would have been better that they 
you know, similar to like Rocky Two and that, where he was conflicted by his fam- by having the family and not fighting, but then eventually in the end fighting. It probably would have been better to keep it centered around this confliction, but probably ended it with him actually really fighting. Yeah, I think the street, the ball, the ball it wasn't really a street fight. It actually started in the bar, didn't it? Well, um, one of the al- alternate endings that he was going to actually die in that street fight in Adrian's arms. Oh, that would have made me a bit morbid. Yeah, that would have made a bit, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, what, what, what possible what too. possible thing could have been? He could have had a one more professional fight, similar to the ending of the wrestler, where his family's guaranteed this money, and it ends with like walks in, ding ding, first punch, leave and then blacks it. out. Yeah, that leave it kind of unanswered. Yeah, you know, so sort of like he jumps, and you think he's dying, he dies in this. Yeah, Randy the Ram Robinson. That was a great movie. And I'll tell you what, Doodle-doodle. one of my one of my celebrity crushes back in the nineties. Marisa Mickey Rourke. Mickey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, I watched that last night in Seinfeld. How can someone so bald and funny and corky as yourself be single? <laughs> Marisa Tomei was was definitely yeah, still is. Oh, hot. she hot. was hot. She's in yeah. Iron Man as well. Hot in Iron Man. Oh no, yeah, um, no, Spider-Man. Not Iron Man. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, <laughs> the other one from back in the nineties, Ashley Judd. I had a bit of a crush. Did you, did you oh, see the yeah. um, Double Jeopardy the other day? I'm like, oh, yeah. there's like there's like parts, and I'm just like, oh, Ashley Judd. Did you see when they made the, the yeah this this latest version of Spider Man? <laughs> no, you were looking at Tommy Lee Jones. And Marissa Tomei was Wait, um. To- Tommy Lee's a good sort. All right, don't knock him. Did you see <laughs> when they the um? With this, um, the latest incarnation of Spider Man, when they casted Marissa Tomei as, the, as was it Arnie? Arnie, as, but as the Arnie, Aunt May, Aunt May, they're ripping on saying like she's way so much younger than the original one, and then the producer goes, "Okay, so we're led to believe that this lady is the sister of fifteen-year-old's uh, <laughs> parents, Mo- mother." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, All right. All right. Rocky Balboa, the last one, the story of that one. Yeah. Okay. So, Got so it's it, it sort of so we we sort of covered off the intro where it sort of shows how Rocky's life's going. Um, Rocky's sort of contemplating that he misses boxing. Um, you know the thrill of it, um, and it's not until uh, there's a sports channel that runs a simulation between Mason Dixon and Rocky, and Rocky actually wins. Um, Which is the major plot device of the entire film. Yeah, it's a it's yeah. a plot device that brings the two fighters together. Um, so yeah, from there, Rocky's like, oh yeah, you know, like you know, ma- ma- you can see Mason's managers and that talking up how Mason would destroy him. Rocky gets a bit of fire back in the belly that, you know, he's got something less, you know, something to give still. Something um, left in the basement, I think, were the words. Something left in the basement. Yep. <laughs> um, Rocky gets his fighting license back. You know, with a bit of an argument in court. Um, and then, yeah, sort of leads on from there, introducing the main opponent, Mason the Lion Dixon, which we'll, uh, we'll cover off more as well. Yeah, and, like, again, this is another one for me. Tone Lee actually matched the first film. I so thought it run parallel went, in the story. Like, it's very... Yeah. Mm. Well, it is. It, it it's a it homage right to, to it. It is. It took it right back to the old neighbourhood, you know, the modest housing, the chin-ups and all that, we sort of said, even into the montage doing the eggs again, some of the... The old cutbacks of the music. I think "Take It Back" was there at the intro too. Yeah, um, oh, it, it was the dying. rap version, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was actually. Adrian dying was kind of a bit of a central uh, theme in this one too. That a lot of the events for him getting reunited with his son uh, revolved around the fact that his son Talk had about a really fuck not. Rip. Oh yeah, wouldn't yeah. even visit his own mum's grave for fuck's sake. I know. Yeah, so I I really like the story of this one, and as you said, Moose, I think it really paralleled um, the tone of the first one. 
Yeah, it goes down to again what makes you like you know that speech he does to the boxing commission, like what makes you happy. That was um, sick. Yeah. Yeah, but I do that, like and how, the one he gives to his son. It's not about how you hit. It's, it's how about you how get you get hit. Get hit. Get keep moving yeah. forward. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was that was pretty good. And he's even and hired Spider Rico as a yeah, Spot, hand. Spider Rico works in the restaurant. Yeah, the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Washes his dishes. Gives him even a they, Bible verse they, before they he goes very, out to fight. They look very different from the original to Old Man Spider Rico, but yeah, there you go. Another, Did anyone check if they're the same, same character? Is it the same, same character? Yeah. Yeah. Is Marie the same character? Is no, Marie the same she's act? different. Okay, another plot hole there. So 1976 in Rocky should be, what, 13, 14? Something like that, maybe. This is right 2006, right. so, 30, so we believe she's 42, 43 in this. Why not? I don't Why think not? so. <laughs> it's not year by year canon. It is. They're currently... No. Yeah, they, it is. They, when is they it? go by age, you go by, yeah. Okay, fair enough. There's a couple but, of new characters in this one too. You've got Steps, who's Marie's uh, uh, son, who it kind of, it doesn't have a really big role. They kind of introduce the, him and I thought, yeah. he, oh, he, who's the criminal? He's gonna, yeah, no. <laughs> go, going back to Moose's comment though, how old is Rocky meant to be in Rocky 1? Because Sly would have actually been He's 30. meant to be 30. Yeah, he's date of birth 46, say. and he's yeah. actually older than Apollo. Okay, because I was going to say, maybe the timing's out from the start, but yeah. Oh, no, yeah, sorry, he's not. He, no, he's, he's, four, he's six years, four years younger than Apollo. So, in the movie, yeah, he, in real life, he would have been 30 and 30 in the movie. So, yeah, that matches up. So. And in that, he would have been 60. So, yeah, I mean, leading from that, he teams up with his old trainers, goes into another classic montage. <laughs> I, 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 reckon, I reckon Rocky and his son, I think we just sort of touched on it. I reckon it's a bit of a shit side story. I find it boring, and I just don't really. His son's just a fuckwit. Oh, Ungrateful little fuckwit. Yeah, he needs a punch in the head. You know, he had a shit earring in Rocky Five. He should have got a punch in the head then. Some kids try to punch him in the head. And he should have got a punch in the head off his dad in uh, Rocky Six, Adrian's Revenge. What <laughs> Sorry, I do. Rocky, Rocky Seven in The Simpsons. What, Adrian's I, Revenge. <laughs> what I do love is how at the start when Rocky, uh, sorry, when Paulie comes into the restaurant, smashes back the scotch and he goes, All right, I'm late for work. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking this. <laughs> and then wonders why he gets laid off. <laughs> Yeah. I thought he'd so I was thinking he'd finished work and he's having a drink. He's um yeah, he's he's going to work and he's just he's just had it he reminds me of um Lionel Hutz. Anyone anyone want to join me for a belt of scotch? <laughs> Mr. Hutz, it's it's ten in the morning. <laughs> Last chance and he's shaking the bottle <laughs> and then he drinks it. Ah <laughs> doesn't he call like um Crosby? David Crosby. David Crosby. <laughs> yeah. Just know that I love you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, um, I was going to say, is, um, do you think Rocky looks taller in this one? You reckon he's wearing he just enough? seems this seems taller, doesn't he? Like in all the other ones, he always seems. It's like on a um, compared to um, Tropic Thunder. Albert's. Remember when um, Danny Junior's character goes, you know, like all puffed up in the first Rambo, and then comes in Rambo three, and he's all ripped up, You're like shredded up. Did you know the dot? Yeah, he goes from like Rocky one and two, where he's like decent shaped, and he goes ultra ripped in Rocky three. Oh, man, the yeah. dude's like a machine. You know what his Rocky diet Green. was to cut down for that? It was oh. a small amount of brown rice oat cakes with a small amount of tuna and 25 cups of coffee a day with honey in it. Twenty. That sounds like um, Christian Bale's um, He diet. got to 2.9% <laughs> body <laughs> fat. Got 2.9% body fat and he had to – so when they were doing the fight scenes – in between takes, you, you get, he's lightheaded. He had he put it on his Instagram a couple of years ago. Someone took shots of it. Actually, he had to go and do handstands to get blood to his head. What Jesus, the fuck? yeah, I think we've touched on the machine. This is in other episodes as well. Watching back at some of Christian Bale's interviews about that, 
there's there's times of watching that and how thin he was. I thought he was going to die. That is like, well, he went from the machinist yeah, to Batman bad. Begins to Batman. Oh, yeah, fuck. like he'll get diabetes. Like Tom Cruise apparently got type. Tom uh, Hanks apparently got type two diabetes from going up and down in weight for movies. You know, even like like what it does to your heart. Like even mm. with um, Hemsworth, on it, like you know, your body doesn't know between 120 kilos of muscle or fat. Your heart still has to pump for either yeah, of them. To, to fill it out. Do, yeah. do you know what Bale said his, uh, his diet was for the machinist? It was an apple, wasn't it? And, and one bit of tuna, a tin of tuna, an apple. He, he, he jokingly said, but he looked serious when he said it. He goes, I used to eat the leftovers of what my kids didn't eat for dinner. No, I wow. thought it was it was um, and I'm like, it was no, if that was me, I'd be sweet because all they wanted to have is custard, so I get to eat all their fish fingers, which is great. <laughs> I thought it was an apple and a tin of tuna. Oh no, yeah, that, I, that, that's I, that's probably what it was. But he joked. Yeah, I, I that had that too, Moose. He, he said it was equivalent. He goes, it was equivalent to feeling like I was eating the leftovers off my kids' plates. He goes, it was like nothing at all. Nothing Method acting, eh? That goes back to Jared Leto. He did the Joker, like didn't they? Or like Margot Robbie in that say like. He was, he got like, he was just doing just weird shit, like sending this, like, um, thing. He's like, simply sending everyone, like, s- tissues with his, spoof, his semen in it and stuff like that. God. <laughs> sounds, sounds like. Imagine a- doing that in the workplace. <laughs> Again. Was, I was going to say, I did that in the 90s, but obviously, that's not no cool union. These days. <laughs> obviously, the Film Actors Guild didn't get onto it. <laughs> Imagine that. This is, this is the thing about method actors, right? Like, imagine HR I, I, complaints. <laughs> but I, like, I, I kind of get the idea of method, but at the same time, you are fucking acting. You are paid to turn it on and off. Yeah, turn it off. You train to turn it on and off. Yeah, yeah. But but I'll turn look, around, and go. Oh, you don't get it. But look at look at Heath Ledger's Joker. It wasn't that good. Mm. Yeah, but apparently he was turning it on and off on the set of The Dark Knight. Chris mm. Nolan was talking. Uh, was it Chris Nolan? No, it was um, who played Gamble? He was a uh, Michael J. White. He was yeah. talking about Heath and he was saying that- He's uh, the funniest way he ever met. Yeah. He said he was absolutely hilarious. He just, you know, he would come out and sometimes he'd like jokingly still yeah. play the character, but- But this is a theory. This is like, you know, it's, it's an acting type of acting theory. Like, you know, there's like, look, look, look how many good movies it's got out of it. And they're like, um, but yeah, so these oh, are some of, the thi- some of the things he did. He mailed- on, unwrapped, Name one. No, no. Name he one. mailed unwrapped condoms to his co-stars. <laughs> he delivered a pig cadaver during rehearsal. Jesus. He mailed Margot Robbie a live rat. <laughs> um, so back on Rocky Six. So this is this is this is like sort of in line with Rocky One, but not so much the underdog. This is I guess the has been the old dog getting the yep, chance yep. of the current champ, Mason the Lion Dixon. Yeah. And I, look, right. I know we talked about And this, this is also a proving for the Mason as well to prove yeah, he yeah, can go toe to toe with someone that can actually fight. The fight, yeah. exactly. And the thing I was going to mention is I actually like the setup with Dixon as well, the fact that he went back to his old trainer. So uh, he actually gave up all yeah, um, gave up all of the, the flash and the money and went, you know what, I'm going old school for this one, which means he kind of followed um, you know, Apollo's uh, arc in number two to go back to basics and, yeah. uh, and really prepare for the fight, which I thought was pretty cool. And taking on board what he said about Rocky's son too, I, I agree it was kind of almost like a superfluous – Story arc, but you couldn't not have the son because he'd no, already no. been introduced into the into the canon. So, but he had to keep the earring. Yeah, he, he should have kept the earring. Yeah. He should have kept the earring. Yeah, just so Rocky could hang shit on him about that. All right, yeah. they should have so. brought back Kev- Kevin Connolly though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this one I think I mentioned last time I had two real ones that I was kind of ju- uh, juggling, and this one was similar, um, and it's 
both the, the the ones we just discussed there in Rocky one and Rocky six. Um, I love Rocky one because of the way it sets up the entire Rocky universe. I think it's a really good setup on who the characters are uh, and that sort of thing. And I do love Rocky six for the fact that it actually went back to that territory. Um, and it also had that emotional um, sort of closes sort of them off. T- yeah. And sort of had that emotional arc too with, um, with Adrian passing away and, you know, the fact that he, he was still there and he still had the heart to actually get back in the ring, uh, which I thought was pretty cool as well. So it was hard, I will admit, but I'm going to go with uh, – it's hard to go past the first Rocky for, from a story point of view, so I'm going to go with Rocky 1. Okay, cool. Nice. All right. Um, big moves. If you say Rocky 4. God, no. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm picking we're, my- we're ending this podcast if you say Rocky 4. I think I'm picking mine. I'm picking this one because the overarching of the story of um, going back and finding your inner drive, and so I've gone with Rocky Three. That's just nice. Just when Apollo comes into the mix of it, fuck me, lot of, like some like just the lines that are coming out. The I think the emotion around like that bit with Adrian where she's just firing yeah. him on the beach. You're just like, mate, that is well, a that, powerful woman. Like and seeing her that, evolution from the first movie to that. You just and like, that's, that scene cemented her character for the entire oh. series. Yeah. But I, the other scene I love, and you talked about um, Apollo coming in, the bit when they walk into that gym, is it in Harlem or wherever it is? Is it yeah. in Philly? Is it in Harlem? <laughs> no, it's in um, um, LA. In LA, is it? Yeah. Where, where he, they walk in and everyone stops, but the looks on the fighters' faces. See that rock? Yeah. I had to tell you. How's yeah, the pimp that's that in the background there? <laughs> the pimp that comes out? I was going to say some yeah. shady characters hanging around that boxing gym. Yeah. No, that that was um, George the Duke Washington <laughs> before he be, before he got big. <laughs> but yeah, that's it's, yeah. and again, we'll get into the montage later. But you know, yeah, um, the mid riff top. Yep. Yeah, I was going to say the mid riff top's got to get a mention. No, sorry, the Creed crop top. The Creed. <laughs> they, they both wear a crop top, don't they? Well, Rocky's, got, Rocky's got some sort of jumper on and he's cut off, isn't it? Like, he's got, got, he's oh, got your jumper from the he's 80s. He's got a black crop top and one part, and I'm just like, what no, I think Rocky's got, he's got the yellow and the black. Yeah. He's got the yellow singlet with the black. Uh, black no, the first run, the one where he, where he stops, it's like some carpet oh, yeah. jump. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Um, uh, Rocky 3, though, the thing I like about Rocky 3, too, it's, still, it's got that emotional heartstring with Mickey dying as well as part of that story. Yeah. It drives yeah. that redemption. So, yeah. yeah I tell you, and, and, um, What's iconic in that movie is when Clubber knocks him out and he's lying in the middle of that stallion ring. Yeah. I, I, liked, I liked the story of it just – and, yeah, once, once Apollo enters it, the way he delivers those sentences just send, yeah, gets, you get goosebumps on you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. And, and, look, my winner for the story, I was the same as a dentist. Um, I was pretty torn between uh, one Rocky 1 and Rocky 6, Rocky Balboa, although I do agree with Big Moose that Rocky 3 was a good contender for the story as well. Um, I, I, I gave it to Rocky 1, just, just the overall setup, the introduction of the characters. And, and I think you guys touched on the Balboa is very similar in its alignment to 1. So 1 actually set that story up and, yeah. you know, so I, I, that's that was the winner for me because plus know. plus Gazzo's driver who just gives Rocky shit um, oh, the entire start of the movie. You yeah. know what? Should break your thumbs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he says as the guys already turned around the corner. I was hoping. Yeah, I was hoping. I couldn't remember when I went back and had to watch it for. I was, I was like, I hope Rocky. I can't remember it, but I hope Rocky does tally him up just walking out of the gym or something, just give him a one to <laughs> and keep walking. But 
Um, okay. All right. Well, that covers off stories. We are now on to main opponent or antagonist. <laughs> and this is, this, is, this is one we're going to love. All right. So Creed in the first one, we've got the, you say, the flamboyant. They're very mimicking um, Muhammad what? Ali here with, the, with, the, with the, the jive and the trash talk, aren't they? Yeah. I'd lots, argue he's more business-focused business rather than flashy. Oh, yeah, but I'm saying with the um, talk, but they're mimicking that for sure. Well, oh, yeah, well, yeah. But well, I, I think the flair comes out in three and four, but I really think uh, this one is more business-orientated, that it's all about, you know, yeah, creating the spectacle of the event rather than well, himself. Well, I think the dentist said it earlier. Creed in the first one is like Rocky in number three, whereas Rocky's like fucking around in the ring and, you know, pulling shit punches and he's got the he's got the orchestra there and people filming him. You know, Apollo's like on the phone and doing business deals. And yeah, you train, see him. Train, trainers there going, hey, Apollo. You, he's punching the meat, yeah. Champ, you should see this. Champ, you should see this. You know, this guy's not stuffing around, you know, whatever he mm. says. Yeah, he's punching the meat and, yeah, you know, like he's going nuts. And Apollo's just like, yeah, 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 in the background. Well, you know, Apollo's so. too busy with the promoter, not listening yeah. to Duke going, oh, yep. you, you yep. need to pay attention to this. So, guy. you know, when Carl Weathers, um, so how he got the role in the movie. So, he was reading the lines with Stallone, not knowing Stallone was the writer and lead character. And after it, he goes, I could have done this better with a real actor. And they go, that is the writer of the movie. And Stallone was because the 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 I think the way that he delivered the like delivered like the rip on Stallone, he was like, "Yep, that's how I want Apollo. That's the type. That's how Apollo wow. Creed will be ripping on Rocky and whatnot." There yep. you go, art imitating life or life imitating art. But yeah, yeah like he's not he's, he's 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 thinking the boxing more of a spectacle in this Apollo, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. he's not paying attention to Rocky at all. And well, like, it's, he, it's meant to be an exhibition match, which is like a friendly game of footy, really. It's meant to be serious, but not too serious, you know? So. Well, and, and Apollo, up to that point too, like he's just decimating all of his opponents, kind of yep. like Mason Dixon was in Rocky Balboa. Yep. So you look at his fight, so he, won the, he won the title, I think, 24 fights prior against, he knocked out George Foreman. And he, yeah, that's right. And he's been the champion ever, the undisputed champion ever since. And no, he's basically beaten the shit out of everyone. And anyone else that could potentially fight him is dodging him. Mm. Yeah. Um, but you got to give him credit too. He's given the given the underdog a chance. But like he, like when um, when he's doing it, like not taking it serious. Still, he's going for because more of the showmanship. Like the guy's Italian. Who? Well, where was Christopher Columbus from? Um, and uh, Duke's going, not Southpaw. We don't like Southpaws. He goes, no, no. Uh, Southpaw, nothing. Nothing. I'll drop him in third. Yeah. He goes, what yeah. this would do is, you know, this is America, land of opportunity. Right. Yeah. yeah. He's thinking about the, the event and what it's going to bring from a monetary point of view. So, yeah. So, but different, very different to how he's portrayed in number two. It's a yeah. very good character, but in the first, like, when he does the press conference and whatnot, it's still a good, I funny agree. character. Like, you got, and you got to give Carl Weathers the, the tip, too. Like, it's great acting. And yeah, uh, was, tremendous shape. Going yeah. into two. Two, he gets better. Yeah. Now we see a complete polar opposite. We see Polo Creed's true He's humble. by the tiger. He does, he does his own Rocky mm. Three here, doesn't he? Yeah, he That's does. Right. Yeah. How's the shape he's in for this? Insane. Is, this would be around the time he did. Um, was it far off Predator Moose? Actually, One of no, nah, well, Predator's 86, 87, I think. Yeah, okay, yeah. This is I mean, eighty. This is seven. This is seventy six, seventy nine. Yeah. Also, also another good movie by Carl Weathers, um, where he plays uh, Dylan, who's uh, based yeah. off Moose. Dylan, you son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> See how you got you pushing too many pencils. <laughs> um, when he's yeah. at, when he uh, his arm gets blown off. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Be like I, I'd say his greatest role though is actually in Arrested Development. Yeah, <laughs> when he plays a, an exaggerated a thrifter version of himself. Yeah. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. oh, there's mint on that ball. You get a, you know, a bit of water, some potatoes. You got a stew going. Stew going. <laughs> I think I want my money back. <laughs> um, yeah, but he's yeah, he's very he's very different in number two. Yeah, no, he's jacked the eyeballs in that one, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Number two, yeah. And he's, how's it? He's, but he's jacked in three as well. In three, he looks super ripped as well. But how's the determination in him in this one? Um, you see, yeah, in the press conference in the first one, how he's all like, you know, making jokes, this and this. In the second one, he's just really down to when he goes, within the, after he goes to see you at the fight or something like that. Like it's similar yeah. to how Dixon got pissed off in the end in the mm. press conference in the sixth one. But yeah, um, he's basically just like, well, he basically, he's getting hate mail. His kids are. So one thing I read too, researching, yeah, the letter when he's um, in the second level of his house and his wife's down mm. in the studio part, and he gets that hate letter, letter, and it says, "How much did you get to carry that bum for fifteen rounds?" The theory is that was Clubber Lang that wrote that, and that says why he's got hatred for both of them in Rocky Three. Because look at the language of it. You bum. Mm. You bum. Very club. Yeah, that's one theory because yeah, it's unknown yeah. then too. The Apollo character, it's basically his pride's been hit. Everyone thought he carried him, thought this was a fake fight. And he mm. spent what? He got what? Punctured lung, spent how yeah. long in hospital? <laughs> Going on the characters, looking at this between first and second Apollo, this is a meaner, much determined, ready to kill Rocky. Yeah, mm. he's he's like he's like a he's like a moose advertising for this latest episode. He's determined. He's all over it. He's aggressive. Yeah. It's, What's it's the shirt he's wearing when he's doing skipping? Is it um, stallion down in two or something? Well, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Really? Okay. You, you did some in-depth analysis, like uh, frame by frame, almost. How did like, how did you get time for it with all the fucking Instagram posts you? I only doing? watched all these once. How many Instagram posts did you do in the lead up? It was bloody impressive. Yeah, had a few days off at work, so I was all right. There you go. If you want to check him out, go to uh, at Peter Podcast on uh, Instagram and yeah, some good stories, some good photos in there. And all the bios of all of the opponents we're talking about now, we just yeah, sourced them from. Good lead up. Uh, there's Rocky, is it, uh, there's Rocky fandom um, and just the movies. You take stuff from the movies like you see, um, you might see a, a, rec- a boxing record snapped up somewhere or something like that. So you just, you know. You did put a little bit of moose spin on a few of them, which I thought were pretty funny too. I know. So well done. I did, I did. Some of them I did like reading again, like the um, the Mickey one, the uh, in a, the, the dumbbell dumbbell ladder raise with the fifty mark ahead <laughs> of his time, and had the um, head of his time, and had the results to prove it. And the uh, Apollo one, in, um, he wasn't confined by traditional boxing methods or whatever. <laughs> Was it um, break dancing not found in a, right, yeah. at least not in a heavyweight contender's training camp? But anyway, <laughs> um, where are we now? It takes us to Rocky Three. Rocky Three. Club oh. Lang, one of the one of the greats. So I think as Moose mentioned earlier, uh, Mr. T in his first role. Um, I reckon a great opponent. The attitude, the energy, the energy, just just the mouth and off, and like he looks angry all the time. Like he looks like he wants to kill. Like mm. you know when you know when he says he wants to fight Rocky there and there in the square when he's mounting mm. off, he actually does. Rocky's like half about it. He's like he would kill him in the square. That's his. But when you get to the final fight after the first round, he's like going, "Hold me back, hold me back!" Like it's all a little bit of it is for show. Yeah, I think he's just. I think he's just too. Um, he's just. He's just bipolar. Psycho. Do we give a mention to the other opponent in this? Uh, Thunderlips, um, aka Leslie, <laughs> um, played by Hulk Hogan. Okay, yeah. just funny thing is, Hulk Hogan's 29 in this movie. 
He looked oh, pretty God. hard. <laughs> he looked a bit, he looked about forty. Do you remember that one I sent you of him? Um, I reckon he looks he, pretty young. Him fighting like um, Vader in like '94, and I said, "Yeah, he's two years older than us now." Jesus, um, he's, big, he's big unit still. But Clubber Lang, like, mate, for someone's first movie, he acted the shit out of that. Yeah, yeah. he's good. Yeah. Um, I like, yeah, from, I like his, the, I like his fighting style for an opponent as well. Like super aggressive in the ring. You know, lots of. Um, I love how he throws haymakers. Yeah, throws Rocky again an illegal move. Throws Rocky back into the corner and then just starts hook shotting him. And the refs just yeah. there like, this is legal. He's allowed to throw him back into the corner and just keep. No, going. but that statue scene that, that has to be one of the best scenes in the whole movie. Like that was just pretty- the lines that come out of that. Well, I miss Balboa. You want to you take out a real man? I'm coming to my apartment. I'm glad these lovely people are here to see this. This chance been ducking me. <laughs> and he goes, yeah. shut up, old man. You're the reason this chance been ducking me. He goes, I am ranked number one. One. You don't get I a title it. shot. I love that line. He goes, I am ranked number one. One. It is pretty he good. Where'd you, you come to hear? Where'd you come to hear? Oh, I'll close that mouth. But this is the thing, right? So get out of here, the, you bum. The first up, movie and the anywhere. second movie, you get to know the Apollo character. You get understand his backstory and what he is. They don't develop Club Lang as a character well enough, I think. No, nah, he hasn't as got a good, lot. Of, as good as he is, you don't know not the backstory. A lot of de- not a lot of depth to him. Yeah. And in like real he, life. You know, he's angry, determined, but you don't know where he came from, you know, what's his yeah, backstory, um, where he lives, no. where, you know, what, what's, what's he doing when he's not angrily throwing threats down the camera. Does know? he play Scrabble? Yeah. yeah. And there would have been. That's like something chess? I'd love to know. Does yeah. he like chess in the park? I would like well, to know if he's. Uh, uh, if people go onto Peter Podcast Instagram site. How many views you had tonight? No, sorry, Instagrams are uh, immunoglobulin when we give it works. So that's why. What about our OnlyFans <laughs> site that we're getting going as well? No, but if everyone goes now, um, Peter Podcast Instagram page, you will see a bit of a background on him. Um, he was he did grow up on the streets, spent some time in correctional facilities, a five year stint for aggravated assault, I believe it was. Um, that's where he took up the sweet science. But is this, is this an official? I'm, like, has yeah. this come? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm just on our uh, Instagram site now, Moose, by the way, and I did notice that the uh, there is a mid-rift shot of Apollo on there. Yeah. <laughs> nice work. It's a creed crop. <laughs> um, the creed crop. Born Plus. in Chicago. Club Lang. Yeah. There you go. He's yeah. yeah. a, sou- a, a sou- south side, south pole. Yeah, he is. Yeah, go. that's right. Um, as if there would not have been a, uh, a, a Rocky, sorry, Balboa Lang 3. Because in Rocky, oh, yeah. in Rocky Four, it's the the narrative he's still competing. Yeah, true. Yeah, there would have been a rematch. maybe clubber, and like know. some of the, how come these opponents just fall off the face of the earth once they're beaten? They're so they're so humiliated in defeat. That I can understand Drago because he's been locked up in the gulag for <laughs> twenty years. For this, this for me, and we're going to get into the final fights a little bit later. But the fact that they brought back Apollo as his opponent in number two was why. The final fight in number two was so goddamn good. Oh. They didn't do. They didn't replicate that ever again in the series, did they? They never brought one of the opponents back. No, with the exception of Club Lang for the redemption yeah. fight. But yeah, you know, without after including it, the Creed movies, um, yeah, which kept some of the story trains going. Yeah, they didn't bring back. Yeah, it was a well, it, yeah. Creed two. He fights Drago's son, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yep. But um, for Creed, I think it was Creed two. I think it was meant to be. Um, Clubberling was meant to be in it as a um, boxing ringside commentator. What is Mr. T doing these days? He just lives off that Mr. T moniker, doesn't he? Does he have the same haircut still? Yeah, he's born again Christian, I think. I think he stopped wearing, when he came born again Christian a few years ago and stopped wearing his gold chains because, you know. Him and his Ralph Allow must get on pretty well. His 
his name, last name starts with a T, I forget what it is, but he changed his name to Mr. T because he was, because of sick of seeing um, his father and that would never call him Mr. So he thought, I'll do that and then I'll be known. They always call, call him Mr. There you go. All right, so we're on to, we're we've on to covered the... Club R and yeah. I, I agree, good character, underdeveloped, but a good character. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Drago. Now, pretty... for all the failings in the story of Rocky IV. It's a pretty sick character. It's a pretty good main opponent. Yeah, he's 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 good, but again, they don't develop him really. Oh, I mean, well, he's a robot. They, do, they do a little bit. Yeah, he, he's a robot. He's a he's a he's a you know a political character. You know, he's he's got to win for the country, or you know, I, I think Dennis said it, he'll be chucked in the gulag, or maybe Moose said he'll be chucked in the gulag, and that's probably what happens to him. I'm pretty sure during the final fight, without going into the final fight yet, he throws a member of the KGB or whatever when he gets. There's a non-canon the story. There's a non-canon story I read on the fandom that he gets locked up in the Siberian prison or something, and he kills someone to get out and then somehow the story interwines with Paulie's robot and <laughs> go into the Rocky <laughs> fandom thing and look at it. Ah, that <laughs> robot. Seriously, there were parts of that movie um, when Apollo was around at their house and he was trying to explain to Rocky, you know, he wants to do it and all that and he kept getting interrupted by the fucking robot. I'm just yeah. sitting there going, what is the point of this fucking robot? The and movie by then, better without Apollo it. should have punched the robot's head off and shown how oh. serious he was about the fight. By then, it's yeah. evident that Paulie's actually having sex with the robot. Yeah, I was going to say, it's Paul, Paulie confesses that it's now he loves the, ro- the robot. It's my girl. Him. But and Drago, what is he, a 2150 PSI punch? Yeah. yeah. You know Drago sets apart from all the other op- in the movie, he's the only opponent in the film to not be a lineal champion. Ah. Yeah, okay. Yep. Interesting. Yep. Mind well, you, yeah, he, had- he was an amateur before then, wasn't he? 100, passes, 100, no, 100 knockouts. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. <laughs> he's just the epitome what? of bashing Russia, isn't he? Just a roided up, Aryan flat top. I'm pretty sure she wears the pants in that relationship. Yeah, I reckon she would have been pinning him down. And, um, you know, filming it though, him and Carl Weathers didn't get along. And um, in the, their fight, he actually hit him a few, a few times and, and Weathers walked off, almost quit the movie. Really? Well, we, well you know, um, Dolph sent um, Sly to hospital for, what was it, four days? ICU for four days, days, yeah. I think. Yeah, okay. ICU He's in ICU nine. for four days, yeah. But, but then again, Sly did ask him to hit him as hard as he hit could. Hit him so properly, yeah. He, he can't really turn around and go, you've stuffed the movie. And, and like you look at go, you told me to. And so. Dolph is a trained martial artist too, by the way. Oh, he's a big unit. He never did waste before that movie. He, well, he had to go away. No, he didn't. He had to go away and put on 20 kilos before they'd let him. Oh, I thought you meant he'd just done the movie and that was his natural body No, no, no. He'd never, but he wasn't a weightlifter. Before. He'd never done waste in that before. And like they basically said, if you want the part, you've got to put on like, 20, ki- 20 pounds, 20, 30 pounds wow. or something. Yeah, he's a, like he stayed a big unit after that. What's um, Universal Soldier? He's a big unit in that too. And Masters of the Universe. Yeah, oh yes. yeah, Masters of the Universe. Amen. Yeah. And what's, what's, the Brandon, what's the one with Brandon Lee? Um, big Pro. Trouble in Little China or oh, something? No, no. Uh, Showdown in... Showdown in Little Tokyo or something? Yes. Yeah. 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 Good yeah big, uh, big Trouble Little China is um, Kurt Russell. And uh, what's that? The Rock's redoing from- that movie. Oh, yeah? Oh, they're yeah. remaking that. Rock's that in it. That was a classic. The Rock's in it. Nah, that's going to be shit. They um, fucked Jumanji. Bullshit. Jumanji's awesome. No, the original's the best. It's okay, but the original's the Nah. Without Robin Williams, no way. They're going to... No, seriously. Big Trouble in Little China was a fucking 80s classic. Oh, no. With Kim Cattrall. That's who I was looking for. But Drago had some good one-liners in there, you know, the classic, I must break you, you know, like yeah, he's, that's the epitome of his character, you know, a bit a bit slow, but has a purpose. I defeat he, true a, champion. 
Yeah, if he does. One thing about that too, if someone they thought was dying in the ring, there's no way they would announce the winner, stand over him and do an interview. <laughs> yeah. And also the promoter of how the promoter of that fight is not done for negligence. There was no medical cover in it. <laughs> well, not only that, he's got obvious head injuries, like neurological injuries, and uh, Rocky's holding him on his side, holding oh, no. his head up off the ground. <laughs> First thing you don't do is turn someone. Correct. He's he's bleeding, dying on his feet. Rocky's holding the tower. Doesn't throw it into the ring, hesitates, and then, yeah. Throw the damn tower. Do you see Duke's got bolsions on the ground? Duke's got blood on him before the first round ends. That's another mistake there. Yeah. Okay. And how. So Drago pushes the ref away when the the ref tower's thrown in, the ref tries and stops the fight, and he keeps punching him. How is that not manslaughter? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's beyond yeah what would be a normal well, fight. Not, not just that. Going back to Duke, why the fuck did he take on the role of Rocky's trainer? Rocky's last two trainers died. Yeah, <laughs> like Mickey died, then Apollo at a died at a yeah. fight, and he's yeah. taken on the training gig. What an idiot! Yeah, anyway, All right. but yeah, Drago as a character, I thought was pretty damn good. Um, yeah. Despite the corniness of the overall plot of the film, he uh, he done a pretty good job. And that flat top, you can't. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, so was it as good as All Tommy right. Morrison's mullet? That's yes. I was going to say we're moving on to Tommy Guns, the the, Tommy mu- Gunn, the mullet, sorry. the mullet master, aka Tommy Gun. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like you guys said, he's a bit of a one-dimensional character. Doesn't yeah. say a lot of smart or witty lines, I guess. And um, terrible actor. Yeah, and no you're right, no longer he's with it. Zero, he's, yeah, he's pretty much zero or a hundred on the. You know, he's oh yeah, he's no he's longer with it. He was an actual boxer. Uh, you got boxer, H- you HIV in the mid nineties. Yeah, from his um, loose lifestyle, I believe. Yeah, and then he had yeah. a couple. He actually had a couple of fights, and then he had some tests where he, he got clear. They reckon he didn't have it, but then he ended up dying of AIDS related about five, yeah, seven years ago or something. He he actually held the heavyweight championship there for. Did he fight he, Lenny he Lewis won, as well? He? he beat which form? Uh, he fought Lewis and lost. Yeah, yeah, right. He fought Lewis when before Lewis had yeah. the long hair. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm pretty certain he beat Foreman for the championship. They fully got him bodybuilding for that movie. Like he's just jacked the eyeballs in that movie. Like he was, yeah. he was a good fighter. Like yeah, I reckon he had better fighting stances and punches and hooks and that. Like, Apparently, he was like, known like for he his looked, left hook. He was, yeah, he he looked like a proper boxer compared to some of the yeah. other boxers. He was so, known for his. Like, he had a pretty mean left hook. Apparently, like they reckon he was mm. he was like a Tyson. Like if he didn't let outside, like I think he was pretty in line with his character in the movie. Like if he didn't let the distractions of the the life and the party and get to me would have been pretty good, anyway. Yeah. All right. So, do, do you want to move on to... Well, hang on. Uh, Mason, the line, Dixon. Yeah, yeah. That's what's name. We'll move oh, on yeah. to Balboa. Which is yet another terrible name for a character. I know. Following it's, Tommy Gunn. I know. They just must have put him into... The Mason-Dixon line. I mean, come oh, on, really? I know. I know. But we got Antonio Tarver, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Let's, 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 cry. Is let's he a Southpaw in it as well? Um, I think he is. Uh, I don't think he yeah. is. Uh, I didn't pick up on that. I think he is. Well, let's be honest. Young Rocky or young Apollo would have towed the fuck out of Mason. Oh, I know. How's his manager, yeah. isn't it? You know, him and his Rocky's prime against the line. Oh, Dixon. What a flight. Apollo would yeah. have smashed him <sighs> even more than Rocky. Um, look, he's he, again, he's a, he's a pretty one-dimensional character. I mean, he, there's some pretty good backstory parts where he goes back and visits his, you know, his old trainer and shit. And I guess... He realizes he's probably cashed out compared to some of his other main opponents. Yeah, he's, he's there for a purpose. You know, he's a, he's a gap filler. You know, he's a story filler. I, 
I thought for the fact that he was an actual boxer, a boxer, his yep. acting chops were pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like compared to again Tommy Morrison, I thought he actually did yeah. a pretty good job. That's a um, good point. He was actually yeah. could get a few lines out. That's Morrison right, was yeah. good when he first came in when he was trying to, yeah, you know, he was waiting outside near the train track on the street. Yeah, yeah. yeah. those first probably ten minutes, he was actually not bad in that. But then but this is the other thing in Rocky Five. Give my so, way or the highway. Yeah, <laughs> so Tommy Tommy goes into the gym, right, and he gets sparring in that, and Rocky's yelling at him, stop, 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 and he just keeps going, yet Rocky yep. decides, oh, this is the bloke I'm going to go with. Yeah, He only won because he wouldn't fucking stop when the other guy had stopped. I know, he almost kills the guy, like he's just there to do a bit of um, sparring. <laughs> hey, yeah. why is your next fight against the red in the front? Oh, she comes cheap. <laughs> <laughs> she was annoying, that character. Uh, yeah, she was. Yeah, she, she. Anyway. All right, but so, I, I, all right. I thought... Uh, I thought Tava did all right, and I actually liked the bit. Uh, it was just before the fight when him and Rocky were at the promo, and they kind of go together. And he's like, "Oh, you know, I'm going to carry I'll you." Carry as long as he can. Yeah, but then Rocky yeah. kind of stands his ground a bit and intimidates him, and you see that change in Dixon. I thought he actually played that part pretty good too, which yeah. he then took into the fight. So, yeah, props for the the way he done all that sort of stuff. So, I'll try yeah. to bring it. Not the greatest character, but he done it well. All right, all right. So. so- down to our winners of main opponents. I reckon this could be pretty interesting here. Like, I reckon it's going to be unanimous. You reckon? You reckon? Yeah. All right, go All right. first then. Uh, Moose, I know who you're going to choose. Creed 2. Creed 2. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can't go past like the character, how fucking insane and just tunnel vision he is and just how jacked the eyeballs he is in it. Yep. Okay. Cardi? Might be controversial, but I actually like Clubber. I reckon Clubber's a good opponent. That's although not controversial. He's, that's, no, that's good. Uh, he's although good. he doesn't say a lot, he's he's the you know he's the great opponent you want in a movie. You want you want to punch him yourself. He's a smart ass. You want vengeance against him. You know, like you want to uh, be like him too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a well, yeah. He's a, like he's a killing machine type thing. So yeah, he's, he's and his one liners were classic. Oh, his one liners <sighs> are great too, and and that's that's what makes him good. And for his first movie ever, I that's why. What's I'm your prediction? It. My prediction. P. Yeah, yeah, and just just like he's um he's mouthing off in like the, the first fight and the second fight, and um you know get, getting punched in the head, he just keeps coming. You know, I reckon yeah. I reckon he's a great opponent. That that's my winner. No, I, I, I like that. I'm going to agree with Moose in part. All right, so I'm going to go Apollo, but I'm actually going to go Apollo from the original Rocky. Wow. And okay. the reason is I agree with everything you said for Rocky 2 in that, you know, he, he it's that change in the character and then he knuckles down. But I love the fact that his entire character in Rocky 1 is all about the showmanship. He's like disagreeing with, with uh, Rocky. Oh, sorry, not paying attention to Rocky the whole way through. And it takes until he gets hit a body shot with Rocky that really that changes his whole character right at the end of the film, and I thought that was brilliant. So Apollo, but from Rocky one. I like I like Apollo's chat in the without going so much in the first fight. You know, he's mouthing off early on in the first fight. You know, come on, you know, come, come on, sucker. You know, come on, is that how I go? You know, like come on, come on, throw one, throw one. You know, like here it is, here it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a good character that way. Yeah. So like, um, yeah, Club had just got one over Apollo. Apollo would have been. You know, I, to I, I honestly thought when you said it's going to be unanimous, I thought you were going to go Drago, Moose. Nah. I actually thought you guys would have gone for that too, but anyway. Yeah. Nah. Uh, Man, I'm yeah. a purist. I like the uh, I like the story of films. I don't like yeah. the flashy brilliance like Padge just drawn into a great sound. Hey, I'm a flash. No, I'm, I'm going for the, the, I the said raw. Padge. Oh, so yeah. yeah. That's All right. Yeah, that's right, Padge. I'm talking to you, buddy. 
Well, we might have to get Padge on for uh, Padge it oh. for a guest appearance. The old, uh, the old slugger. He's probably our biggest fan. I think so. He sends me weird messages at times, you know, saying, you know, I'll do you favors to get onto the show, but you know. <laughs> We'll have to get him on then. Uh, just uh, give him my address and tell him to come up. Uh, speaking of fans, uh, big shout out to Young Keenan who won our inaugural T-shirt competition. I uh, finally sent the sh- the, uh, the winner's prize today. After being Very good today. I'll <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, shoot you know what I went down to the posty today. Our mail de- department's been working from home. Working. Uh, <laughs> All right, guys. That leads uh, us into our first... Oh, here we go. We're back, baby. It's officially 2021. We've got the quick bits. All right, guys. So this is a 20-second quick pit each. If Rocky was rebooted today, who would you want to play Rocky? Dennis, you Rock. going to out? Yeah. I, I sort of had a – like, originally comes to mind you're thinking, okay, I need someone bulky and that sort of thing. I actually think you need someone dark, right? Yeah. So I'm thinking someone like Tom Hardy could potentially play because he's, he's got that good mix. So you're going like a Nolan um, way? Yeah, kind of. And the other one I've got on my list is uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He's another one who I think could potentially step up because he's, he's played a few dark characters. A he is. And this guy's a massive sissy who I'm actually going to nominate. Robert Schwartzman. I thought you were going to say Robert Patterson. <laughs> <laughs> no. Who's no, Robert not. Schwartzman? That's I, Talia I Shire's could, son. I was going to say, I could picture what he looks like. He's, he's been yeah. in a few movies. What's he been in? He's been in a few movies. He's the lead singer of Rooney. So he's only a little scrawny fella. But... Kind of keeps with the canon a bit. Put on a bit of bulk, and he, some of the characters he's played in movies has been pretty in film uh, shows and stuff has been pretty dark. So I'm going to go with him. Okay, I'll I'll go on because you've done a you. I'm similar. I've got a I've got a person singer, but also act. I've gone with Nick Jonas. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> listen, listen, <laughs> listen. Well, we're listening. No, yeah. he's got. He's got are, we, are we definitely recording here? We need to capture this. Is it, we are recording. Dark hair is um same you know same coloured hair as, as Sly. It's probably the same height. He'd be five ten, maybe five eleven. And he's actually got. He's actually credentialed to being in fight. He's been in that TV series Kingdom, the MMA um, MMA TV series. So is it really? Got, yeah, and they did like it's with um um who's the guy who plays in um. Oh, Frank, what's his name? He's in um, his thing. Frank yeah, Costanza. No, he's, what's his, he's um, the trainer in, um, what's a Tom Hardy MMA movie? He's the brother's trainer. Warrior. Warrior. He's the brother's trainer. You know, the, the guy oh, who's Nick in. Nick Nolte. No, oh, that's yeah. his father. No, the other no, one. No, yeah, I know the guy you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, in, yeah. Um, he's in the, the Purge movies. Yeah. Um, yeah, mm. but, yeah, but Nick Jonas, it's about three or four seasons. Nick Jonas is MMA fighter in it, so he's proven to be a, a, a movie fighter. Okay. Um, that same sort of look as Sly. So I went for him and I did watch Jumanji 2 on Sunday night when I made a decision. <laughs> Fair enough. Is he in that, obviously? Yeah. Yeah. Because he was uh, in the Jonas Brothers, right? That's, yeah. that's who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that felt like both of you guys were over 20 seconds. Was that 20 seconds? Yeah. That's only a guide. Okay. My 20 seconds, the dentist already mentioned it. Tom Hardy. I reckon it'd be perfect for him. He's got the warrior background. Yeah. He's he's bulked up for Batman in the past. He's got that dark, you know, like he could be mm-hmm. a guy coming from a, you know, that that rough background and build up. He's got the martial arts background as well, um, and he just looks like a hard bastard. He'd be great. He'd be a great rocky. The fire rises. Yeah. <laughs> the only problem the, the, is that the only problem is he's already played that character in Warrior. Yeah, I know. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Emma, which is Emma, why I didn't go for him. Yeah. He's done the but, MMA, but he, man, he was a vicious character and warrior. You know, yeah. just punch, knock those oh. guys out, and straight, he just walks straight out of the ring. 
<laughs> what is I, that I actually, for that, I actually had a pretty hefty list I had to cut down. Like I yep. had obviously Tom Hardy. I put Chris Hemsworth on there just because of his obviously bulk, but a couple of the other dark no, He'd be Thunderlips because he's playing Hulk Hogan he, in the biopic, isn't he? Ah, there you go. The I'd other three him, I had, I'd, I'll just, I'd call him Farrell. Oh, oh, Colin Farrell, okay. Yeah, just because you know that that he can, he looks like he's been punched a few times in the head already, and um, True. if you know a few whiskeys in there, yeah. Well, I, I actually had a couple of guys from some um, TV shows. TV shows. Michael Pitt, who played Jimmy Darity in Boardwalk Empire. I don't know if you've seen that uh, show. It's really, really good. He's a young blonde fella that um, Nucky takes under his wing. Mm. Uh, Boyd Holbrook out of Narcos, Narcos. Sorry, I don't know if you've ever seen that uh, TV show. Fucking awesome. The other one I thought of, which is a little bit left field, Dev Patel, who was in um, Lion and Slumdog Millionaire, the Indian fella. Oh yeah, I thought like completely different take because he he's actually pretty. Is good the Bollywood at version? No, but I just like have a different bit of a take on it. So he doesn't have to be a young Italian from Philly. Could no, we got a young Indian from Bombay. That's right, exactly. So. Have you guys? Know, guys um, just thought that could be cool. Have you guys watched Peaky Blinders? I also thought Cillian Murphy would be a good, yeah. uh, wiry, wiry boxer as well. So. He'd be good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He'd probably be better playing one of those, like I don't know the Jake LaMotta or something, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah. All right, so that's a quick bit over. Quick. Now quick. we're on to the uh, now we're on to the bread and butter. Now the soundtracks. What's a Rocky movie? <laughs> Without a soundtrack. Let's be let's be honest. The first two movies are pretty much all Bill Conti. <laughs> ah, let's well, let's go into it. So yeah, let's Rocky, go into it. I think, Cardi, before you start jumping the gun, Rocky One is you know it is heavily Bill Conti um, orchestrated with the famous "Gonna Fly," but it is you know if, if you go through the album, you look at it, it's got some of that that street music, the Philly what they call uh, Philly soul. Take it back, and actually. Um, a little bit of tidbits, um, can't be tidbits. Um, the, <laughs> the version on the, um, some, there's actually someone actually, there's a band that covered it before the movie came out, Gonna Fly. Stay, it went on the billboard higher or something. And and actually, in the first one, it's not Frank Stallone vocals for Take Take You Back, it's some guy named Valentine. It's oh, Frank Stallone okay. onwards. He's in it, but it's, he's not credited as the, um, as the vocals. Yeah, right. okay. yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, obviously, Rocky One sets up the yeah. the real score for the whole series, really, because it's just it reused re- and just kind of adapted as with the times. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. You know, some of those songs it gets urbanized a bit towards the Rocky, 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 five, Rocky and Rocky, yeah, Rocky Three. But it's still the same kind of melody. Yeah. It is that bit of that, you know, like it's got that sort of you know that wicker wicker guitar in it and the the bass lines in it that the, the movies of that it sort of mid 70s like the dirty harry's had and all that it's all the, oh, that was the disco era yeah but i'm just saying that's what centered around that mm. yeah. and rocky 2 right. sort of doesn't uh, uh, rocky 2 sort of just follows on from that doesn't it, it yeah it I does say, it does but, but, but it actually, mixes it up a little bit it mixes up a little bit i reckon they refine it so gonna fly now they remix it and rearrange it and i think it's a better version yeah, I thought the Rocky soundtrack in number two was better than one. Yeah, just and they have, that, it was the same premise, just done better. And they have they have Frank Stallone's song in the street when they got married. That two yeah. kinds of love, two that kinds one. of love, you wanna know? But two kinds of love. Can we oh, cut yeah. that out? Can we cut that so, out yeah. later on? That's no good. Um, I was waiting for the harmony at the end there. So I was going to say, so that brings us into Rocky Three, which brings in one of the most classic Rocky songs of all time. 
Eye of the Tiger. Oh, I thought um, you were going to say uh, living in America. <laughs> no, that's, no, that's Rocky Four, mate. Oh, it James is Brown. Right. James Brown, which is also a great. <laughs> I just, I just love James Brown. He looks like he looks like he's had a few beers before that. Before he always looks like he's. Had he's a few always beers. looked about eighty-two. His entire life, yeah. but never aging from that eighty-two. So he's like, yeah, it's like Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and well, I've got it. I, I think the the main song from that everyone likes Eye of the Tiger, and that's massive. That was a massive hit then, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, massive. Mm. And that's sort of iconic with Rocky and bloody anyone trying to get physically fit. I'm just thinking of the montage in their head. Yeah. Um, yeah, you hear that opening guitar chug, that riff. It's pretty and, cool. And that Take It Back was done by actual Frank Stein. I think he's credited for that one. So, yeah. Um, yeah. The yeah. other song I noticed in that movie too was uh, Clubber's Entrance was the US Marines March. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it Yeah, was. so I, I was wondering, like I know you put what? the backstory on Instagram. Did he have a military background potentially for him the to haircut that like song? that? I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering, all right? So maybe it's like part of the backstory isn't necessarily showing who he was, but that music is an indicator maybe he was a Marine back in the day. Mm, okay. Mm. It's like, uh, and the, um, the Marines March is the same theme as the Climber Rugby theme song. <laughs> Is it now? We are a pack of loudmouth bastards. We are the kind of rugby. I think that I think they've had to change. I think they've had to um, edit parts of those songs. Well, the now. molesting <laughs> polar bears and um, yes, there was a few like Rocky. There's a few things that haven't aged well in our, our current climate either. Yeah, yeah. Our, um, our old theme song down in uh, Belcon and down in Canberra, uh, C-bombs, F-bombs, yeah, it was, yeah. it was pretty bad. We ended up having to change it. I think we changed it for like one season. Then we're like, nah, fuck that. We're just going to go back to the old one. It was yeah. better. Lucky you didn't win. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have to sing it that often. <laughs> All right. Um, the Ro- Rocky Four soundtrack. We, this, now, this is, this is where they actually pumped out a like, you know, more commercial-oriented. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't just Bill Conti. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, Again, I reckon this Burning Heart by Survivor, this trumps over Eye of the Tiger. Agreed. It's yeah. such a good song. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Oh, Ma- awesome lyrics. Oh, is it bigger than Eye of the Tiger, though? It's not better song. It's not bigger. Better song. I think it's a better song. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, okay. This is the words, though. It's a bit... Um, it's East versus West. It's even a bit, yeah, Russia versus US. But The, the CIA funded this song, is that what you're saying? But this, this soundtrack Probably. actually had four singles off it. So it had Burning Heart by Survivor, Living in America by James Brown, um, Hearts, Hearts, on Hearts, on Hearts on Fire, Fire John by, Cafferty. Yep. And one Way Street, Go West. No, the other one was No Easy Way Out by um, Robert Tepper. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. Interesting tidbit. Um, one of my favorite cult movies of all time was Eddie and the Cruises, or Eddie and the Cruises 2, to be more specific. I'm sure no one listening is ever. Is that a true heard that story? Movie. I remember you loving it as a nah, kid. Nah, it's. It's based it's, on it, well, it's not based on it's pretending to be a true rock and roll story. That's the premise right. of it, right? But all the music's done by John Cafferty and the Beaver, uh, Beaver Brown Band. And it's got Michael Parre in it, um, and uh, but it's John Cafferty who's doing all of the the vocals. So yeah, it's pretty pretty good soundtrack. Um, this Rocky Four soundtrack though also had um, from Top Gun fame and Bottom Gun and Footloose uh, Kenny Loggins with oh. Double or Nothing. All, my, yeah. all, you're, all you're making me think about now is the post you did of Kelly McGillis <laughs> <laughs> and Tom Cruise. The other day. I know. You know the one's dentist. 
I was oh, pretty, no. pretty sure again, I, I get oh. most of your posts in the morning, Moose. So I'm pretty sure I was having a morning coffee again. <laughs> yeah. And your coffee. Top Gun post. I'm pretty sure I almost spat my coffee out again. Was, was that, was was that like, on WhatsApp so or was it on Insta? I think it was on Insta. It was it Insta, yeah. I couldn't yeah. believe it though, because like I know Brownie referenced it in the last episode. No, I did. I did. No, but yeah, but then Brownie's like oh, bottom, bottom gun. gun. But when you sent it through, I'm like, holy shit. Like That's the one yeah. I was talking about. That's the photo I was talking about. But wow. she, was so, she was so hot in Top Gun and then she Yeah, but she was about fifty in Top Gun. <laughs> Another great movie she was in, which we watched in um year eleven or twelve English, um, Harrison Ford Witness. Oh, oh yeah. that is a good movie. Yeah. Remember we used to read books and like, we always we had to watch good movies in high school English, didn't yeah. we? The best thing we ever did. It wasn't it wasn't at high school. Brandy. It wasn't at high school. And you and I, Moose, have still got to do this before. I know. Because we've been talking about it ever since we were kids. Well, we watched it in high school, Get, didn't we? I know. Well, we did watch it in high school. But what I'm talking about is you and me getting a couple of slabs or two is read and watching the entire <laughs> miniseries called For the Term of His Natural Life. We've still got to do it. I'm holding so, you to so it. So last night I was watching Seinfeld on the iPad and um, Muriel's Wedding was on television. You know <laughs> what they drink? You know, <laughs> beer, you know what beer they're drinking in all the time? Foster's? To his red. Oh, yeah? Really? Yeah, at the start, oh, you know, he bribes the cops not to charge up a shoplift and he gives them a case of beer. They're walking out to his red. Then when they're drinking at the Chinese restaurant all the time, they're drinking long necks of to his red at the table. I'm surprised Jesus. the cops didn't uh, find, find the daughter further for giving him such a shit case of to his red. To his red is awesome. he's not. I'm to, joking. Yeah. We all loved it back in the day. It's all we drank. We did. Yeah, out of the cans 20, in particular. 20, 20 bucks a case. It was great. I'll tell you what I did like. like and you guys know I'm typically a VB drinker or now a uh, Forex drinker, but uh, Melbourne bitter, yeah, Melbourne bitter. Is well, it's very similar, isn't delicious. It? A bit maltier. Oh, it's, just, it's maltier. Yeah, it's nice. Love it. I can't. We digress. Uh, I can't comment on these uh, low end mate, beverages. No, I went back to VB after drinking sake for a long. I was like, mate, this is so good and bitter. The old Pearl Harbor and bombers, it's, and it's <laughs> and it's right up there in the highest standards. It's a higher percentage of alcohol in it. VB. Yeah, it's in the five. It's five point one or something. Is it? I thought it was four point nine. Yeah, it's 4.9 or 5.1 or something. Yeah, but yeah. when you're drinking Asahi's and all that, which are like 4.2, 4.3. Almost a mid-strength, yeah. But the taste of VB, like, there's a reason oh, it's one of Australia's top beer. A fucking well, ice Fuck, fuck your craft beers off, Cardi. Yeah, like VB. That's the reason it was one of your songs, boys. VB does a job. Yeah, but does like, a job. We know you, like, Cardi, we know you love craft yeah, beer and that, <laughs> you know, for the no, like, novelty of it, but you can't, still can't knock a cold VB. Uh, I'll knock a cold VB, but I will. I do have four X in the fridge. Um, I don't mind four X. Yeah, I've got two slabs downstairs. It's a, it's a good. It's like refreshing. It's not too. Yeah, it's good after my lawns. That type of shit. Yeah, yeah, gold X. or bitter? Uh, gold. Yeah, I got gold, but bitters. The bitters pretty good. Bitters the full strength. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I won't. I won't knock like um Carlton Draft or something like that. I'm not a big fan of. Yeah. Two is goat's piss. I, uh, well, I was yeah. going to say, like, I, I've never been into the draft beer period. Like, two is new, all Carlton draft. Like, That's why I like Asahi's. I mean, like, I reckon VB's a bit more bitter than Asahi, though. Oh, it is definitely. Uh, Sapporo is a good drink, but Kieran, if you're talking about Jap- Japanese beer. Yeah, but that's not bitter. Uh, that's more. It's nice, though. Yeah. Asahi, Asahi beats Kieran. Yeah. You reckon? No. Uh, yep. I'm going to go Kieran on that one. It's our Japanese overlord of beers, all right? And Kieran's Asahi. got less alcohol. All right. <laughs> We're here to party, oh. not we're here to party, not make friends. <laughs> <laughs> you don't win friends with salad. All right. All so right. We, so yeah, Rocky <laughs> Four soundtrack. Look, commercial, but I've got to be honest, again, like you look at the um no no easy way out uh part of that movie, 
all it is is a flashback montage kind of thing. Yeah, but for the purpose of having that song in it. Yeah, does it though? And oh, and what a, what a, what an iconic intro baseline. Oh, I love the baseline. Did you get that? I said the other week. Oh, I did. Yeah, you've said it to me about a thousand times over the last twenty years. Do do do. What's this? Do 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 do. It is. I do. I do like the bit at the end where the Lamborghini just flies through in the tunnel. And yeah, when he, yeah. Reverse, he reverses out, the lights come up, eyes in the mirror. But what I, I, know, I, always, I always love about American movie when they're doing some sort of montage or whatever in a car, person's going 100 miles an hour on a flat road, yet they're changing gears every two seconds. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's like the, um, the fire out of a gun. It's the same thing. That doesn't actually happen in real life. It's all made up. Or the punch noise is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Going back to what you said about Hearts on Fire, I did have a note here to talk about that song in particular. I really like the song and John Cafferty's good, but it ruined the montage. It did. It made it a bit too happy. It did, yeah. It was the wrong song. They should have gone back to Bill Conti and that would have been better for the movie. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. It fucked the montage. Yes. The rest of the montage is actually all right. Like the montage itself, but the music. The, the training montage is great, but the music. The, the music it brings it ruined down. it. The music. Yeah, the first one's better. Did oh, we get the do 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 do? That fits well for that one. That's not. Yeah, the do 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 We'll get that to it in the good. montage section. We will. Uh, Rocky Five. Let's just skip that from the soundtrack because it was shit. <laughs> basically, what MC Hammer? It was MC Hammer, basically. Snap. Yeah. There was some snap in there. Yeah, there was snap. So basically, you're thinking the late '80s, early '90s rap. That's the yeah. shit. Which, unless you're doing NWA or Public Enemy, is just garbage. Well, it wasn't gangster rap. It was just... Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Should we go All on? Right. Rocky Done. Six. <laughs> Rocky Six. Similar, very urbanized, and probably because you had, obviously, uh, Antonio Tava as the main opponent. But still some Bill Conti in there, which I thought was pretty cool. Take It Back makes a reappearance. So re- not, yeah, I was going to say rehashed a lot of the other songs. So, like, Gonna Fly Now, Eye of the Tiger, yeah. uh, Living in America. Which, which mirrored the tone of the film in going back to a lot of the old uh, iconography of the, the previous films, the early films. Yeah. Well, the Three Six Mafia, the main. It was, scene. yeah. That was yep. it. It's a fight. Hit yep. him with the left. Ooh, hit him with the right. Uh. It does fit his entrance. Yeah, I thought it was good. And. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? It sounded like you sneezed and shat yourself. <laughs> I was about to say, was that a sneeze? Of I was fun? holding an edge on, I popped. <laughs> or did you actually shit your pants? Yeah, <laughs> hell. Are you, sure a turtle, are you sure a turtle's head didn't poke out there? <laughs> Wait, just, just, just to be clear, can you go and wipe your ass for me, please? <laughs> like he's like, he, he's oh. like, I can't go wipe my ass because I, I don't want you guys to shit my pants. I really hope that come through on the audio <laughs> as it did over the headphones just then. Oh. Christ. That's gonna be a play, that's new... gonna be a promotional clip. <laughs> no, that's gonna be our new intro song. <laughs> just wait, redo that like it's an audio stream. <laughs> uh, oh, speaking of soundtracks, um, the other good thing about Rocky Balboa was uh, Rocky's entrance music, "High Hopes" by Frank Sinatra. Yeah, that, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway. back in All right, Moose. You are probably the biggest driver here from the soundtrack, and I think I know what you're going to choose. So give us your. I'm choosing Rocky Four on the simple fact it's got oh, Burning Heart, which is such a great song. Dentist. Yeah, Rocky Four. What are your thoughts, mate? 
Mate, I love Rocky Four um, for the soundtrack because I think all the songs are really cool and I love that era of music and I love John Cafferty, as I said before, for the Eddie and the Cruises. Yeah, yeah. But I just didn't think it fit with a lot of the movie, so I'm giving it a thumbs down for that reason. Burning Heart back. fit when they're coming into Russia. Now that one's fit out in, in the montage reflecting on But I didn't like the montage. I thought it was completely superfluous. The whole montage was there just to have the song in. He was thinking what? No. And to plug the first four, three movies yeah. to go back and watch. I, I, correct. And I will admit, I did. And like Lamborghini. The, yeah, well, don't get me started with the product placement and that fucking robot. Um, I did like the montage music Short that you circuit. mentioned before. <laughs> I did like the, the. What was it? The. Dun, 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 dun. That, that montage Happy music. Happy birthday, Polly. <laughs> Fuck. Seriously, that movie. I, well, I don't know why it gets such plaudits. Really? Yeah, it's I don't. I just it's because don't of Dolph Lundgren, I think. Everyone just. Chocks over Dolph Lundgren in it. Uh, yeah. the, anyway, so and, and Stallone is probably just the most jacked he's ever been in his life. There, true. It's, it's, and obviously, it's, prop, it's propaganda. Everyone loves it because they don't realise yeah. they're being brainwashed by. Um, it was a popcorn Western, flick. Western prop, propaganda. Fair enough. Um, so, Dentist, but, uh, what was your, what was your winner, mate? Yeah, so Rocky Four, I like, but I'm going to get Rocky Two again for the reasons I said before. It's the classic soundtrack, but refined, and I think they they perfected it. All right, I reckon, I reckon you're both shit. <coughs> Rocky Three gets it, all right? It's got Eye of the Tiger in it and Take It Back by his brother. What are you doing? It's got oh. Eye of the Tiger. Well, this is the other thing. Rocky Two has Take It Back and There's Two Cards. So, it doesn't have, eye, yeah. doesn't have Eye of the Tiger though, mate. It doesn't. And Eye of the Tiger's good. I'll give you that. But we're talking about entire soundtrack, not one fucking song. Mate, one fucking song makes it, all right? Yeah, righto, bloody... Who's a one-hit wonder? Uh, Righto, Ricky Martin. Eric Prod. I was going to say Eric Prod. <laughs> he never had a hit. I was going to say you and the He sack. does wonder, though. A one-hit wonder. <laughs> a, a one, hey, two a one, kids. A one-hit right. wonder. <laughs> so that round, Very good. round four is over. So now I guess what a soundtrack makes is, I think, iconic to every Rocky movie and yeah. anyone wanting to train and everything. Any 80s movie made is the montage. And the good thing is there's so many... Um, tropes that were developed out of the Rocky series that pretty much a lot of fight films do now, or at least a lot of the Rocky films continued. Um, so obviously the, the first movie is iconic for its montage and some of the, the training regimen of Rocky. You think about obviously the eggs, the speed you think ball. about the one handed push ups, <laughs> the one handed push ups running the streets of Philadelphia, uh, to Philadelphia up to the, uh, the top of the steps. Um, Obviously, let's just go back to running. So on the first one, yeah, I was going to. I was the gonna montage. So when he, <laughs> so he's had sixty-four fights previously, and he's running like he's never done one bit of exercise in no, his no. life. It, it, to drag himself out of his front door was probably the biggest effort of that run. He looked like he just did not want to be there, and he just starts trudging down the yeah, road. Running like, Chuck you, Taylor's. You, got, got the, you, you're you're about to go into a heavyweight championship fight. And, and he's covered in like so much um, sweat gear as well. Like he would, he'd collapse from like exhaustion after about twenty minutes. You know, so, it is Philly. It gets yeah. fucking cold. Yeah, um, I mean, um, there's, the, there's the toughing up scenes where he's like, you know, holding his hands up and he's getting belted in the ribs, and that was um, pretty. But cool. every every montage so, sort of follows the same sort of um, it does yeah. narrative. Like he starts like he normally starts out doing shows him doing some sort of calisthenic something or some work like a sledge but it always shows him during the montage he's doing some new exercise which he's fucking up at the start and then by the end he mastered it yeah Yeah. agreed but like so Rocky 1 we have the gonna fly 
he's starting off, he's doing the brick, so the brick runs through the brickyard, holding the bricks, airbox and that. And then he starts yeah. r- running through Philly. And then, then, then you go, yeah, usual, usual in the gym sort of shots of speed. In, in the gym with all of the trainers standing around smoking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah good, which good I thought work was awesome. environment. Good for his the, fitness. The one-arm push-ups, you know, going in, then he goes into the push-up claps. Like, he's pumping yeah. out shitload of one-arm push-ups there. Yeah, that'd, mm. be, fu- that'd be fucking And hard. as you said, lat raises. Oh, yeah. that's in the second, but like... Oh, is that second, is it? Yeah. I think, yeah, the first one's iconic with that street run and then going up the stairs. It's iconic. Everyone knows, everyone knows that running up the library yeah. stairs, air punching. Yeah. And all of that. And obviously the um, meat scene where he's smacking yeah. the carcass, breaking the ribs. I mean, that became pretty iconic. It was kind of replicated in the second film, really. I mean, there were a few extra things, the chicken chasing. Oh, the, chi- um, the chicken chasing is the best, though. But like, let's, go, was, let's just go in the second one. This the start of this montage still fucking oh, sets, yeah. chills down my spine. Like, yeah. I don't mind if you don't want me mucking around Creed, you know, because one thing I want you to do for me. What's that? Win. Ding. Ding. Win. What are we waiting for? What does Mickey <laughs> say, dude? Yeah. yeah. Felt yeah. good. But, but that win, win. Oh, yeah, my God. Since, and then it goes in that, you know, nah, 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 that first yeah. montage. He's doing the sledgehammer. Yeah. Nah, 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 yeah. These are one arm push ups. He's doing the the push up slaps. Then he what yeah. is it? The um the one arm push ups goes up to sixty and straight in the fifty lat raises. Forty seven, forty eight. Then he's got that military press. that's going crazy. I've, I've, I've done a thousand of these. Well, it's kind of not the montage either, but it, it's kind of part of his training. He was also training to be a right handed fighter, if you remember. So he but, actually went into this final fight to be. Not Southport anymore, but right. So that was part of his training as well. I feel like a Kentucky yeah. Fried idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah, but that first one. He goes, boom on the speedball. Yeah, good. But yeah, then I like yeah, like the running, the running section is good. I was having a bit of a chuckle to myself. Imagining the scene a bit different where the kids were chasing Rocky for his wallet because they sort of catch up at one stage, and then he does like the kids are like swarming him, and they're like, "Fuck, they're after me!" Wallet. He's done another bolt, running over the, jumping over the chairs and. Like that. This second montage, I, yeah, mimics the first. It's going to fly, but then actually now he, the crowd's running with him, the kids. Which I thought was a little bit corny, but, it was, oh, but yeah, it's I, I'll let it slide. No, nah, the best, yeah. but like I do like how he jumps the park bench. <laughs> yeah, but, that's what I mean. It's like someone's actually trying to mug him. He's like it, running for his life. It does look pretty sick, but when he starts, he starts to put that sprint on. Yeah. Um, and you see the front on and he's just sprinting and everyone's behind him. Looks like, yeah. What I love is he starts sprinting and you hear some kid go, 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 go. One kid tries to stay up and just yeah. lose him in a second. Yeah. But you see his face, he's just doing that. Fu- and when he jumps up on the steps, he's fucking airbox and everyone's jumping. He goes, Creed. Yeah. Yeah. Rocky, I love it Rocky. when he's doing his shoulder presses. Creed. Yeah. That's sick. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you're right about the speed. I was going to say, you're right about the speedball too. One of the notes I've got here is how fucking insane he's on that speedball. Yeah. Like, he's obviously been practicing for this one. I love the old, the skip rate always ends with a <laughs> on the side like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I do love always at the end of the montages when it goes, ding. And then it all quietens down. Doesn't it cut back to baby Rocky at the end of that montage scene? No, the first one does because he puts in the bed, then he jumps out and goes for dun 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 So he does the first montage. And then yeah. he puts the kid to bed. Then he goes for the run for going yeah, to fly. Right. And, and yeah. I blow out of the amount of hair Baby Rocky's got. He's got like a full-on mohawk. Hey, he's, like he's two Italian parents. <laughs> yes, uh, Edison, Edison had that kind of hair when he was born. And his and his mum was in a. Um, Are you sure mom, you were the father? Or 
Oh, oh, I think we know that stuff. <laughs> and his mother was his mother was in a coma for how long? Unventilated in a normal ward bed with no monitoring at all. Yeah, <laughs> she's totally fine. <laughs> but like, I found that funny. Yeah, she's in a she's in a she's in a coma. No no monitoring at all. Just a normal ward bed. No, you know, respirator, anything like that. They just check on it from time to time. She's yeah. Fine. So, so Rocky Ro- Three, Rocky Three montage. Now this is probably one of those iconic, but also lame and like you know just cringe there's also very cringeworthy moments in this montage as well yeah the, the um the half cut muscle tops the, the beach running the dancing with apollo in the ocean i'm just in the like, water oh, Me, I, cringe I, I can't tell you how many like, times we've replicated that down at where Beach. Craig, craig norman and apollo needed and and yeah matt shervington needed to do a beach sprint against each other <laughs> <laughs> matt oh. shervington oh god um, Oh, it's just yeah, it's just it's just bad. I don't know. It's it's there's some good parts to it, like Apollo, like the speed work and like. Um, but there's parts to it too, like so. You're telling me Rocky's a heavyweight champion could not use a floor to ceiling ball. Yep. Yeah. I know. I know. There's parts where it just doesn't make sense. And you know what? It kind of does. It kind of does. If you look back at Mickey and the way he trained him, it was all old school. But Moose is right. Me, me, and that's like a, me and Moose could use a floor to ceiling ball. That's like the first thing. You, not, yeah. yeah, he's he's a world champion. You know what I mean? Yeah, true, true. If, if, right. He'd destroy it. You know and what, what I, mean? I love about the Rocky Three one, though, is so where he's swimming when he's mastered the swimming in the second <laughs> montage. Apollo goes, okay, another five laps. And he starts doing he some long butterfly. butterfly, which he would yeah. last another second doing. <laughs> That's, oh, I've got the same note. I'm like, the guy's probably just swam about 10 laps. And, and what's he in, like some... a 15-meter pool? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's it's a, a kid's it, look, it looks like a, it's like a like yeah like a kids pool and a leisure yeah. center kind of a leisure center. It's like that size. But I, I do like about the training uh, the fact that Apollo's all about the it's about changing style. It's about developing parts of his kind of game that he doesn't have already. I think that's a pretty cool aspect the, of it. That thing where he did sort of the jab across the um, all that yeah with the across the ring that, that did look good. Yeah, um, but if, if but you in watch terms the, of the running. If you watch the beach sprint again, it looks like Carl Weathers is smirking when Stallone's overtaking him at the end. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he's probably it's slowing like, up. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like Carl's like just like they're like you got to slow down. Stallone's never going to fucking overtake you. Otherwise. So Weathers had well, what, he's probably an athlete, he's probably like uh, Carl Lewis back then. Well, he's NFL. He played NFL. Did he? Played Oakland Raiders. Yeah. Wow. So he had some serious pace then. So yeah, he would have been linebacker. Was he linebacker? Okay. So yeah, he would have been holding back big time because uh, yeah, he doesn't even look like he's trying. And you're telling me he can Rocky could close a meter gap that he had at the start of the training oh, camp. Yeah, I don't know. He was pretty fast running those kids in Rocky too. Yeah, you watch the background. Yeah, it's like when Kramer was doing karate against the seven-year-olds. <laughs> you didn't, you didn't do karate. Know. He's got to ring his neck. <laughs> it's it's all about your catcher. <laughs> That's from Star. That's from I know. I know George and Jerry will say uh, Khan's the best movie, but Star Trek Three: Search for Spark. Um, so yeah, right. that, that that montage obviously ends up with the the high fives and in the water and it's the embracing. Just, yeah. uh, it's just like cringe. Really, just get on with this, fucking lottery. That's where all the camp stuff that occurred in the next two movies came from. That's where it all started. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so on to number four. So Rocky the, Four has the double montage. Yeah. Yes, with the two different songs. And this is known for its um, what the fuck are some of those computers and that that? <laughs> so basically, it's the contrast of Rocky and the doing everything in the forest and whatnot versus, versus Drago technology. in the computer lab. But 
that first computer it like shifts something open it's got like two big fuses in it and you're like all all drago's doing is bodybuilding yeah just, yeah, just just pumping massive iron. He, but he's he's killing a few guys in the ring. Like what's the fucking weighted rotator cuff thing he's doing? That's not going to do anything. Yeah, yeah, but if you look at what Rocky's doing, he's mimicking the same movements, just oh, doing it with. No, but, say, but what the fuck's that weighted rotator cuff machine thing he's doing? <laughs> it's throwing his back out. That's what it's doing. Yeah, and um, oh, Rocky, one, Rocky Rocky grows a beard in this montage as well. You should keep yep. the beard. The beard's a good look. Yeah, I do love the good. Bruce Lee sit-ups he does and then Duke's yeah, going, no pain, no oh, pain. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, I, I will just, admit, I, will admit I, did, I did try those at the gym, um, I think the night They're after hard, I watched that movie. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> very good. And then, you know, the contrast, like um, Drago's dropping um, sparring partners, Rocky drops tries a tree down. Yeah, How's that's the, what I mean. Like he's mimicking the Rocky sprinting up the mountain. Movie. How's the incline on that bloody treadmill? Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, with that yeah. weird circle thing that turns it up. Yeah, yeah. But, um, and then he's he's got the uh, what is it, the big cart with everyone sitting in it, and, and he's clean and pressing. Yeah, yeah. How like how how aroused is uh, Drago's wife when he gets that last press up? Oh yeah, she <laughs> she wants to. <laughs> was she shooting Stallone during the, that movie or afterwards? Um, I think they met and got married afterwards. Okay. Because she was in um, Cobra well, as well. They were married. They were married for a while, yes. She was in Cobra as well. Was she? Okay. Yeah. They were married for two years. 90, oh, I'm just going off the top of my head, 95, 97, or maybe it was 85, 87. No, it would have been 80s. Yeah. Um, going going back life. to what you said about the trees, though, like I always found it weird that he's out in some national park in Russia where it's, you know, pretty clamped down law in Soviet Russia, mind you. Rangers, yeah. None of the rangers come and arrested him for chopping down, you know. Well, he had, he had, he had, he had um, well, he got chaperones. He had KGB. He lost yeah. those, if you remember. K- KGB assets. Not when he's cut them. He lost them at the end. But if you're Drago, when you, remember he was running inside and all he had it was pitch black with the spotlight. We go, turn the fucking light on. <laughs> yeah. He's going to run love it, though. the fucking wall and kill himself. You, you did mention it before, though, with all the fucking lights and shit, which do absolutely nothing on any machine, but it was the biggest fad back in the 80s. Oh, it's, you know, brand new technology. Can you but, imagine putting that on a, on a treadmill these days? We're, we're missing the biggest part of this montage, though. Drago juicing up. <laughs> yeah, oh, the Stephen oh, Dent yeah, cocktail. True. Yeah, yeah, he's getting, he's getting the juice <laughs> straight into him, like into the, and doesn't even flinch, you know. I think, that, aren't they putting into the back of his shoulder or something like right that? Into, right into that nerve there, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm thinking, okay, I've had a few, you know, donate blood and I can take a needle, but I'm thinking there would fucking kill. <laughs> like, Moose, you'd, right you'd, John, you'd know. Yeah, it's the wrong place. You need to get it on. Yeah, you can there, take a needle. That's going right straight. Right John Leading into the, our next pitted podcast. The best bit is yeah. the Emmys on the mountain. Drago! Yeah, that's Drago. good. Yeah. I, I forgot to mention this. It sounds really like good. he yells Drano at first as well. I thought it was Drano. <laughs> when they get to Russia. <laughs> I just they, drank Drano. Drano. You know when they get to Russia and they finally go to where they're staying and Paul is whinging? <laughs> yeah. Have you seen what's on the back? And he falls over. Yeah, what the back, back of Paulie's jacket is. What's on the it back? It says, don't tread on me and has a coiled up snake. Yeah. Oh, yeah? The Gadsden flag. Yeah. Mm. Which was referenced in our last episode with Metallica. Mm. And Paulie is actually a veteran of the Navy, but... He's just a shit brother-in-law. Yeah, what's the, wait, what's, Paul, hang Paul on. What's, what's the hate with Paulie? He's just a scumbag. No, like, he, no, no, he was a scumbag, and I think... He's not a like, scumbag. He, he just has, like, he has his... If you look at him, he is the only one that sticks with Rocky thick and thin. He also, he also on numerous times... Um, he he's makes, obviously Rocky, been the he war. He Rocky broke. 
Um, he yeah, abuses, but abuses his wife badly in multiple parts of the. He also, movie. he also, if he doesn't listen to Rocky too, he also hooked him up. Or one of the, he also hooked him up with his first route, which said, which was pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> you look, you look at his character bio. He actually, his, his positive traits are actually more than anyone else because no one yeah, else is stuck with him. He, and he he plays the victim a bit in every fight. He, who's the only one that believes in him? Yeah, yeah. every fight. And I think in Rocky Six in particular, when he kind of goes, "I love you, Rock, for doing this." Like I think that was a nice moment. And the, st- and the start of the fight, the final fight in Rocky Four, he goes, "If I want to be anyone else in this world, Rock, I want to be you." Yeah, and then ten seconds later, he looks at the Russian and goes, ah, "I take that back." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> take it back. All right, take it back. So we've right. covered the four. We're going on to the five montage. Yeah, yeah, which is more Tommy Tom, Morrison fighting slash the mullet master montage. Yeah, Tommy and Rocky, Rocky's a trainer. Really, just employs a lot of what Mickey did with the you know the rope. Oh, the oh, there's some bubble boxing. Yeah, yeah. Well, Mickey done that as well. No, he didn't. Not Which bubble. Not, no. Yeah. The montage shows sure. a lot of credit going to no, Rocky. No, no. He, Mickey Rocky didn't do no. didn't do bubbles like the those ones that the suds bubbles. He popped a bubble, pissed off when in Rocky Three for the first training when a bubble went near him. <laughs> That's right, and then he Rocky kissed him. Yeah, but yeah. I see this. I see this so, Rocky Five montage. I sort of see it like comparing Saint Anger to Metallica. Like, yeah, this is it's no gonna fly. It's not a real tr- Rocky training. It's sort of like Saint Anger with no guitar solos. <laughs> I sort of see and it as a, that. The rock, and it's a, a terrible Saint, soundtrack. It's the yeah. Saint Anger of montages. Yeah, it's not good. Let's it's just almost like it. the soundtrack of Rocky Five. We can just. Well, I was going to say it sounds like you guys want to skip over. Okay, Rocky. Let's go Rocky Six montage then. This so, is actually up right. there with me. Yeah, good yeah. montage. Can I just read Duke's speech at the start, which I love? Absolutely, yeah, it's can. a great speech. And you, do it in his one. voice, in his passion. Yeah. Okay, you, you <laughs> so know all there head. is to know about fighting. So there's no sense of going down that same old road again. To beat this guy, you're going to need speed. You don't have it. And your knees can't take the pounding. So hard running is out. And your arthritis in your neck and casting deposits on most of your joints. So sparring is out. I have that too. Yeah, <laughs> so what we'll be too. calling on is good old-fashioned blunt trauma, horsepower, heavy-hitting cast-iron pile-driving punches that'll have to hurt him so much they'll even rattle his ancestors. Every time you hit him with a shot, it's going to feel like he tried kissing the express train. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make some hurting bars. Yeah, that's right. I love that bit. Yeah, yeah. Good. And the best thing about to follow it up, obviously, that sets the scene. All of what he does is just absolute powerlifting. But I do love how he goes. Some, so hard running's out. So the first shot's him doing a hill sprint and a running. weight vest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's um, there's the one arm push ups. There's um, some kettlebells. There's How's the fucking squats he's doing? Eggs going in there. Oh, I think yeah. I found there's a bit of faux pas things in here. As much as I love this, like I love that he's getting the kegs, they're going, getting stronger. But there is some faux pas weightlifting laws broken here. So Sly's a, you know, Sly's a big weightlifting buff. He yeah. brought mm-hmm. out Sly moves in 2005. But bringing the squat rack off and backing it up, so anyone that does, anyone that goes with gym knows you don't do that. True. And then also, I think I'm pretty sure in the clean, but maybe for the sh- for cinematography purposes. I'm pretty yeah, sure yeah. in the yeah. clean and the clean and press, they're fake weights. He's got three plates on each side, so that's 140 kilos. Yeah. You look at it. So, that's they're, they're pretty high enough in um, weightlifting. They normally do 200, 250. But no way you can clean a weight up 140 kilos and hold it there. Yeah. You clean and press. You've got you to rack it on your shoulders. Yeah. When you do the yeah, cl- it's true. 
he's holding it like that. And I thought, someone. Well, even when he was th- even when he was doing his front squats, he was doing that too. Like he was holding it off his but it's, collarbone. But it's, but it's a movie. How many takes would he have had to done? Like yeah, but, but, he, but he's he, he's been bodybuilding for how long? You'd know all this stuff. I'm saying yeah. these are just some things I thought funny that he let slip. Oh, that, that he didn't tell him to film it. True. Like, but, mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. yeah, he basically. But, just, wait, what did he do? Yeah. So basically, he did kettlebell swings, squats, clean and presses, and incline bench pressing. Might do that tomorrow night. Yeah, I tell you what was sick in it though: the heavy bag in the backyard, just the way it was hitting. Yeah. It. Oh, yeah. The good thing about it, the thing I liked about it too, if you look at his weight in the final fight, which we'll get to, obviously, he's listed at two seventeen pounds. He yeah. used to fight at like maximum two hundred two, and even down in the one nineties. So they actually made that. And it was probably only about 175 actually acting in it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But you could tell he was much bigger for this role. And obviously he's, he bulked up with the, bulky, uh, through yeah. the training montage. So regardless of those um, flaws that you pointed out, Moose, yeah, it's the sick, I love still the holds up. So what's your favorite montage? Yeah, what's your winner? Fuck, Rocky too. You can't go past win with that first montage and then into the one with everyone in Philadelphia running him on the steps. But the, I think Adrian's win, that's immense me, mate. That's still to these days. It is yep. good. Yep. They actually, um, with the remix version of uh, that training montage song on the Rocky's, new Rocky soundtrack or the latest one, they actually insert Adrian saying win on it as oh, the, nice. and the bell. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Cardi. Uh, yeah, look, on with Moose. Number two was my winner on this one. I, I like the I like the chicken chasing, the the one arm pull ups, the running. I find the running both funny, but also like yeah, it's like a yeah, it's a massive build up. That the whole the whole town, the whole town's behind him running up the steps. So I reckon yeah, that's my winner. When they're chanting Rocky, numbers Rocky about Rocky Balboa though that speech. Yeah, that speech yeah. from oh yeah, it's a good good speech. If that speech was with number two. Uh, or if I had the similar montage to number two, it would be a winner as well. The speech was a cracker. But yeah, number two is my winner. Yeah, I had, um, it was down to Rocky two and Rocky six for me because uh, I thought, and I like them for different reasons. I like Rocky two for all the reasons you're saying right there because I think, you know, it's just so good and there's so many different elements to his training. But I'm actually going to go with Rocky six mainly for the fact, because of the nostalgia of the film overall, the fact that they, they identified all of his flaws because of his age, they kind of built that into it. And then again, you know, Regardless of the flaws, the fact that, you know, he just went into that heavy lifting to literally hurt the fuck out of Mason Dixon, I thought that was just, that ramped me up. So I'm like, that, that does it for me. Yep. yep. Nice. All right, guys. This leads us on to our second. Cardi, <laughs> 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 can I hear a quick bit from you, please? You want me to do a quick bit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. No, Moose, you're staying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you just said, oh, nice. All right, guys. He said it, not me. Oh, 20 seconds each. Favourite trainer and why? Cardi. Apollo. I, I reckon he's a great trainer in three. Um, you know, gives Rocky a lot of shit. Um, tells him his, the ways he needs to improve. You know, train actually training with him, so running with him, that sort of thing. He's, he's my, um, I reckon he's the best trainer that Rocky trains with. Moose. I've gone with Duke, mate. This guy Duke. Took, this guy took him into Cold War Russia beat someone that was in the movie 30 pounds, 30 kilos heavier than him, but probably more than real life, and brings him back after he's been retired for, what, 20 years? Yeah, okay. And, yeah, I've gone Duke. Yeah, I admit Duke was good, and he was more about conditioning. I think Apollo was great too. He was more about that change in style. 
And I will admit Mickey was more about kind of gimmick strategy for each fight, but he was also the heart for Rocky, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Mick. Okay. All right. All, all varied uh, answers there. All right. Yeah. So Actually, I'm going to go with the uh, first trainer for his spot, uh, fight with Spider Rico out of the first one. I thought <laughs> he trained himself there. Well, he had a corner man at least. Yeah, right. His, and his name was? Uh, I'll get back to you. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you're full of shit. That's what his yeah. name was, all right? His name corner, was- no, corner man was um, part of the – well, they debited out of their fighting, their fight was money, it? wasn't it? I think yeah. so. Yeah. Actually, yeah, we're going to get to the final fights in a second, but um, the corner man, I think it's in either Rocky 1 or 2. Like, Rocky's out on his feet, and that young Jimmy fella's, um, I think it's Rocky 1, fucking yelling at him, going, you got to do this. It's the last round. He comes back in five, doesn't he, that little Shut midget the bloke? fuck up, mate. Yeah. Anyway. All right. All right. Final fights. Who's going to lead us off for uh, Rocky 1? Dennis. Well, yeah, I'll run through it. I mean, you know, I think as we've already explained the premise of Rocky One, it's all about that build up, the underdog sort of fight. The thing I loved about this final fight was it wasn't so much about Rocky winning, which so much of the other films were. It was about him holding his own as a man. You know, he all he wanted to do was just go toe to toe with Apollo. That was it. Didn't care about the outcome. He just wanted to prove that he could match it with the champion. Um, and I think, as I mentioned before, with the Apollo Creed character, that he was yeah all business showman all the way up. But then once they got into the ring and he got hit by a Balboa bomb, that kind of changed the whole turn of that final fight. So I, I thought it was great. The way they actually um, paced it too was really good and they kind of kept that for the next film as well where, you know, it was that kind of feeling each other out. Um, you know, I think for the first film, Rocky just copping jab after jab after jab and you're thinking, holy shit, this, this bloke's going to get towed up. And again, that, that one kind of punch turned the fight, that body shot. He actually um, copped 13 straight punches to the face. Of the, there you, there yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah got exactly. the Smoke and Joe cameo. Yeah, yeah. Come on now. Come on now. Yeah, um, yeah. Apollo's just like working him in the head until he gets a bit of chin music and then, yeah, the fight changes. Yeah. So. But, and but then, obviously, they, they move through the rounds until then forced. the last two rounds. And yeah. They're absolutely exhausted. So, I, I thought it was really, really good. <sighs> the, um, the music when Apollo knocks him down in round 14 – still stirs up the emotion. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, but I do like, I do like, you got to cut me, Mick. The, the good infection control practices of the uh, <laughs> yeah. no gloves and just cut the eye open. But you know, and he broke his nose for the first time too. It's yeah. an improvement. <laughs> but no, it's um, as a fight, it, it's it's awesome to watch. And I, and I think the soundtrack as well with it evokes that emotion. Yeah, you know, that, that that music they always play when they go through. The, is it redemption? It's called. When it goes yeah, through the, yeah, um, and then it's, it's iconic at the end with the you know, of course Adrian. Rocky loses this fight, but it's the Adrian. I love it. I love. I love how Adrian comes in the ring, and the first thing he goes, "Where's your hat?" <laughs> we also forget the two, like yeah, you know, like iconic words at the end of the fight. Don't want to. There'll be no rematch. Don't want. Don't want. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was one of the best moments of it. Yeah, that Apollo acknowledged. Yeah, you. you you held your own, which is again exactly what Rocky wanted. So I, yeah. I think it's one of the perfect, uh, perfect ends to a film. So, so leading then, okay. So uh, Rocky, Rocky two, um, leading into the fight. So I reckon this is a great one. So Apollo, yeah. Apollo leads off working him early. Um, tells Rocky he hasn't got nothing before the fight. Apollo's working some great combos. You know, right, left uppercuts. He's doing some wind up showboating as well. Rocky's Knocks the him. five to one underdog as well. Yeah, knocks him down, tells him to stay down. Um, 
says, uh, tell the punk to stay down, like um, a Jezza mum on a hot corn cob. Rocky <laughs> works his way, way back into the fight. Um, yeah, because it's a great fight. You know, Rocky starts working the abs, kidneys. I like at the start of the fight when they come to the middle and Polo's just fucking teaming. He goes, you're going down. And Mickey goes, don't let it bother you. And Rocky goes, wouldn't it bother you? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Rocky too, he's got a lot of good um, quick wits in it, Rocky. Uh, Rocky yeah. come, like, like he says in the press conference and all stuff like that as well. Less, less mm. of a robot over But I do like when they go through Apollo's names, like, you know, the Count of Monte Fisto, um, the, <laughs> man who, the man who doesn't need an introduction in the civilised world. <laughs> <laughs> the Count of Monte Fisto is a I love the Count of Monte Fisto. That's the best one. That is pretty yeah. good. Um, and it's a good, the thing I love about that fight too, going back to the actual fight, right at the end when obviously both go down for the count. Yep. And the slow build up to that. And right at the end, you think Apollo's going to get up. And he uh, tries to get his hand on the top of the rope and slips back down. Rocky stands up and literally falls into the referee's arms. I thought that was just brilliant. <laughs> Carl Weathers, his hair doesn't get out of shape, does it? No. <laughs> But this again, he's like, it. Have you seen him with the, in the boxing ring? But this, <laughs> like, this just shows he's fighting. Like, he wants to go out, not on points, but knocking this guy down. So he's way ahead on points. He's mm. even told by Duke just to That's finish right. the round. And that yep. goes out there and goes, "You're going down." Yeah, no way. Which fuck the ending of this still brings like it almost brings tears to your eyes. Yeah, yeah. you see that yeah. fired up. But he's, he's been in legitimately now, like you know, and Apollo knows it. Whereas the what I do, Apollo raises his arm too, doesn't he? Apollo raises his arm too, eh? Yeah, yeah. It's so been, yeah. Apart from a kid being married as great as they in my life, so obviously their wedding got brushed. Yeah, that's exactly what I've got here. I've got, except for my kid being born, this is the greatest night of my life. I feel so for Adrian. Obviously, their wedding meant fuck all. No. <laughs> yeah. Rocky's got yeah. severe brain damage after the fight. Like, you know, the amount of fucking punches he took from Apollo. So he had to detach Retina from the first one. He had to switch his fight in this so he wouldn't lose sight in the eye and potentially die. Yeah. And then he has 10 fights straight away in the second one, a third one. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's, yep. that's what I find hilarious is, yeah, it just leads in the third one where he's having fight after fight after fight. So he's basically not been allowed to fight since the first one and yet he's probably had... So he's done 10 against that, two against Clubber, 12, one against Drago, 13, Street Fight against Morrison, 14, and then 15th would be against Dixon. Dixon, yeah. Anyway, Rocky 3. So we've, we've, we've touched on the first fight where he got KO'd in two rounds, but this last fight, this is uh, iconic I'm with, like you said you before. Up. Yeah, it's a bit What's your prediction? for it. I'm going to bust you up. <laughs> Just hey. look on his face too. Yeah. Sorry. But then, then Rocky goes, go for it. Yeah. The best is when um, they're all watching, before they start training, um, Rocky, Apollo, and um, Paulie are watching the interview with Clover. He goes, no, I don't hate Balboa. That's pity the fool for any man. Let's take what's mine. <laughs> um, and then he goes, and then the, the reporter goes, can Rocky come back at uh, this reporter? Doesn't think so. And he goes, forget about it, Rock. And then Apollo goes, no, don't. Because when this is done, a lot of people are going to owe you apology. Yeah. The, the, the funny thing I find about that is the reporter goes, can he make a comeback at 34? I don't think so. 34? Yeah. Fucking everyone these days is making comebacks at like 54. Tyson. Gallen started his professional boxing career at like 38. Professional boxing career in parentheses. Yeah. Although he's doing pretty good. He fought Mark Hunt. He fought Mark Hunt. And who's he got coming up soon? What's his face? Um, he caught Lucas out Whittaker, but they're really different. Wasn't he going to fight? No, he fought Barry Hall, didn't he? Yeah, um, he's already fought him. He's fighting Lucas Brown, who's a – I mean, he's a bit over the hill now, but 
definitely yeah. um, he's pretty pretty solid dude. So the Rocky Three fight. So I think this is iconic. They're mimicking a bit of the rope dope in this. Yeah, like mm. the, the fight, the the lead up to the fight, and the the sayings, like you know, the comments are really good. Like I'm gonna bust you up. Um, the fight itself know, is a bit. The fight itself is. Um, I don't think it's really like one of the best. Um, you know, cl- it's Clubber repeatedly walking into Rocky's jab, just like getting his head just like you know knocked back on a on like a spring. Um, but it, but it kind of fits with Clubber's fighting style, which is all about haymakers and him yeah. early. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So him going in for the haymakers, that's why Rocky did what he did. He's like, I can beat this guy by boxing him, not yeah. slugging with him. Not, and that look, goes back to the whole way. Apollo the piece we're going to set, and it fits I think right. we're going to last about eight rounds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, not 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 my favorite fight, but like a good fight. But yeah, I reckon Club is a great um, opponent, but the fight itself is just like it's not a standout compared to the others. And it's not an event like it is because it's over in three. It's a it's over in three rounds. Yeah, yeah it's pretty quick. Yeah. Unlike Rocky Four against Drago. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Leading into this one, um, I must break you. This is actually how, is many, that, how many illegal moves are in this? This punching oh, to the top of the head, this punching throw, after the bell look ring, at the throat punch. The this throat, throat punch gets me. Punching after the bell ring, um, and then Rocky tackles him. They'd both be they'd both be absolutely potatoes after the fight from the amount of brain damage they'd have. I just find that hilarious. The amount of illegal punches, um, throwing him like you know, throwing just literally throwing him around. It's not a wrestling match. Yeah. Um, the, yeah. the the thing I like about it though is obviously there's a little bit of realism there with uh, Drago because of his height and his reach, keeping yeah. Rocky at bay. Like Rocky can't even get in there. No. Finally works his way in, cuts him, and then obviously the Duke, which is probably one of the best quotes of the whole mo- uh, series. Yeah. You see, you see, not you a robot. Him. He's not a robot. He's not a machine. He's a yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I think that was brilliant. Speaking yeah. of robots, so. Don't. Flashes back to Rocky's kid with his mates watching this brutal fight. <laughs> so, are we led to believe that the robots looking after the kid now that? Yeah. Now that Adrian's <laughs> over in Russia, he's overseas. Now, was it like because Paulie's over there too, isn't he? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You don't see, a, you don't see a caretaker uh, like you know, uh, um, n- nanny or anything inside. The robots doing the job. <laughs> Great thing for six-year-olds to watch as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. Watch, your, watch your dad get killed by a Russian in the ring. No worries. I do. And that was him. pre-Home Alone too. I do love in one of the rounds though, Rocky just gets up from like a nine count and then runs straight into bloody Drago's right and get, he gets the ground again. again. That was great. Like for him, when they say he could not take any more punches and the amount of punches he cops in this fucking fight, especially with someone with a, what, a 2150 PSI punch. Yeah. yeah. He'd be, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's, he'd, he'd be absolutely a potato after the fight. But, but that's why the start to Rocky Five was so good. They he's, used he's a potato. that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Um, the, I do have one issue with this fight, and I, I think it's one of the better final fights in the series, but I have one massive issue that I reckon Stallone, if he could, would go back and reshoot it. So his final shot that he gets on Drago, the way Drago falls to the mat, is very, very feminine. I don't know. Like, Rocky re- almost falls over, doesn't he? Because has a big right hook. Yeah. Big right hook, but he kind of turns around and almost like almost curtsies down to the – down to the mat. It's 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 shocking. Rewatch it and you'll see. Drago fights for Drago. <laughs> um, yeah. And then yeah. obviously the post fight. What we're led to believe that Rocky has turned the entire Soviet Union, including the Politburo. Yep. Oh, it's in, a bit far fetched. In real yeah. life, they would have got the fuck out of there and go straight to the airport. Yeah, yeah, they would yeah. have chopped it to the airport. No, they would have got on. fucking jailed for treason or something. 
Yeah, they would have. Yeah, it's poetic political speech. Oh, it was crap. Absolute bullshit. And I'm including that as part of the final fight because it's crap. Yeah, it is. It's shit. But the, the the whole the whole East versus West fight. So, so this the, so we're led to believe someone can make a speech like this, and then ten minutes later, he's bloody shaking mess on the floor. Yeah, and can't <laughs> can't deter his wife from Mickey. Yeah, True. Drago Drago's wife also files for divorce straight after because um, he's a you know he's a deadbeat piece of scum. But, yeah, yeah, he actually flees to the Ukraine. Yeah, Drago Fred's a KGB official during the fight or, or Politburo. Yeah, that's I mentioned yeah. before about him in the uh, Gulag. Have you actually seen the movie series Undisputed? No, I about, saw Hogan's um, Heroes, though. Boyka? <laughs> that wasn't a Gulag. That was a... Um, no, but he always threatened to send him to the Gulag. Um, oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> no, Undisputed, it's similar sort of premise in a way, but it's about a like a martial artist. Played by Scott Atkins, who was actually the... Oh, it's like X. a B-grade one, isn't it? Yeah. It's a B-grade one. It's fucking sick. The, the Undisputed 3, it's set in a prison. It's all about underground prison fighting. It's Yeah, the fight scenes in that are unbelievable. Seriously, check them out on YouTube after this. They're, they're insane. Uh, but we digress. So, where are we now? Rocky 5? Rocky yeah. 5, yep. All right, so the final fight. So, Paulie gets a smack in the head from Tommy Gunn, um, yeah. which we're all happy which, about. Which nice. again leads to one of the better quotes in the film series. You knocked him uh, down. Why don't you try knocking me down? I yeah. thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. And then the, um, the fight just tanks. Yeah, yeah. So then, yeah, Rocky towers up Tommy for a bit, knocks Tommy down. Um, Tommy comes back and uh, Coward punches him in the back of the head. And then Tommy, yeah. I actually find this bit funny. Tommy just starts punching out every bystander. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny too. Women, children, they all just get, <laughs> they just get biffed. Mommy, can Tommy. I get an ice cream? <laughs> but, but, when, oh, but when Rocky's copping these bare knuckle blows, which, you know, really should be killing him, he's getting the flashbacks of um, Drago, Drago and we get that flashback of that, one after yeah. round where he jumps over and hits him. I, I will admit that that bit was pretty cool. The bit I didn't cool. buy was the fact that all of a sudden he knows how to do judo and he's oh. like throwing Tommy. And in then the there's the, the, the rap the, soundtrack. And then, the and then I hate his kid rocks up and he starts going, Jeff, man, the fucking yeah, yeah. fuck off. And, and he smacks Duke right at the end with a body shot, yet Duke reacts as though he got uppercutted. Yeah, I know. No, no, no. Actually, can I just step back a bit? You know when it's it's Christmas Eve in the house and the kids are sitting down on the floor watching television, uh, like like Robert and his three friends, and then um, Paulie comes down to Santa and he goes out of the way, Tubby. Uh, you gotta love Paul. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Like I said, Paul is a scumbag. Uh, um, oh, sorry, there's one thing we forgot about in the Rocky Five soundtrack, the Elton John song in the credits. Yeah, right at the end. No, we mentioned we mentioned it. We mentioned Elton was in there. Did we? Did we? Yeah. Yeah. No, we didn't. We 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 touched on it really quick oh. and said there was um there was Elton, um there's but some, they obviously planned this. Measure of last doing that big some, montage. Um, Who's the, who's the guy who had a one-hit wonder? I'm drawing a blank now. Um, can't can't touch this. Who did can't touch MC this? Hammer. MC Hammer. MC Hammer. There was Elton. There was um, okay. yeah. There was a few other people. Uh, Snap. Snap. Snap was in there. Yeah. Snap. Yeah. So we we covered it. We mentioned it. All right. Yeah. Um, All right. Rocky Balboa. Yeah. So obviously Rocky has the fight with Dixon just before they yep. go out. You know, Dixon isn't scared, but we all know he is. Um, le- leading into the ring, I like the Iron Mike makes an actual appearance. Yeah, that's and um, he's calling him out, and, he, yeah. and he's given he's given Dixon some chin music that he's uh, he's calling him out. 
round one is um, pretty even with Dixon coming out early. No, it's not. Um, no, Rocky they, comes back a little bit. They say at the end of say, end of round one, Rocky hits nine out of thirteen versus Dixon's yeah. fifty six out of sixty nine. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, Rocky's still alive. You know what I mean? Uh, um, yeah, yeah. And then Mason clocks him. I think yeah, early in round two, which is just like I've had enough of this shit and just tries to drop him. Um, yeah. And again, the good thing is there was some synergy there with the way Mason was training. He was all about speed and agility, which obviously yeah. Rocky couldn't match his speed, uh, and they heavy. replicated that in the fight. But yeah. You know, for the first couple of rounds, Mason just dominated. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Dixon breaks his arm on Rocky's chiseled abs. Um, his hip. <laughs> yeah. On his hip. And then uh, Rocky smells blood in the water and uh, knocks which, down Dixon. Which I've got to be honest, I think that kind of cheapened Rocky's uh, progress through the fight. Like mm. the fact that like, we could only really match it with him because he broke his hand. Yeah. No, but the whole, the whole, point, happened, of it, whole point of it was that with, with his coach Marvin – that he you know he needed to be tested. He needed to find like it was more about Dixon. Yeah, the whole, point of, the whole point. His old coach even said, um, you know, the whole point of it was because yeah, like I mean, how else were they going to put a the heavyweight no. champion of the world in his prime against the retired heavyweight champion? Yeah, but of the world? That, but George Foreman did it. Looking at looking at that though, but it's, not, it's not the fact of Rocky can only stand with him because of a broken hand. The whole point of it was you listen to Dixon's trainer. Dixon, he's got yeah. a search inside him. He's never been tested. This is his yeah, test. That's true. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And one. you look after that first round. So before he go, Rocky goes out. Duke says every time you hit him, you got to make a dent. And then after that first round, Dixon's shocked, and his trainer goes. Um, he said something along the lines of, you know, you can't let this guy hit you or break holes in you or something, you know. This yeah. guy's serious. This is the test you wanted. Yeah. So it was more yeah, in the, good point. It's more in the fact that you know, everyone was saying Dixon's never been tested. Mm. Yeah, if he didn't break his hand, he could floor him, but then he had to fight a whole fight with a broken hand and still win. Yeah. yeah. The, the, uh, the commentator uh, quotes are pretty funny in the leading to speed bag versus the punching bag and things like that. Which is yeah. I thought was pretty good. He forgot his arthritis medica- medication. I do like yeah, yeah. it. There's, I, I, some good, there's some good um, jabs at him there. I do like um, that they come out for the final round and Dixon goes, "You're one crazy old man," and then Rocky goes, "You'll get there." Yeah, yeah. you'll get there. <laughs> yeah, it's a good quote. Yeah. Which is pretty good. Yeah, so, I, yeah, not a terrible fight at all. I did find though it was a bit uh, a bit rude and a bit like you know taking the like you know the that. Um, Rocky walked out of the ring well, when, before they announced the winner. That I could have been like, seen as rude, but, you know, that could have been, t- yeah. you know, I, disrespectful. I get, the, I, I get that, but I think what they were trying to do, obviously, is to say that Rocky didn't care about the outcome again. It was kind of back to that first fight in the in the first film. He doesn't Same care about – yeah, he, he's, he he's, te- yeah. he's testing himself that he wanted to sh- show he still got it. So that's the way I took that. But I, I get what you're saying that, yeah, fuck, if a bloke did that to me, I'm like, oi, get back here. I do, I do love the um the last ten seconds where they just throw them punch for punch on each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's pretty just good. Just giving it everything that's in the tank. Yep. And yeah. again, this fight sort of mimics the first one, doesn't it? Yeah, like, it does. And you can say that too, it's the same too. Like you know, Rocky, they blame Rocky fight and an underdone Creed. Yeah. The fact of the matter, he still went the whole distance with the heavyweight champion in the world. Mm. All right, boys. Well, that leads us to our final scoring favorite final fight dentist. Yeah, this one was a tough one for me again. I, um, it would have been Rocky Four if it wasn't for the way that Drago fell to the floor with the final punch. <laughs> Seriously, watch it back. I've it seen, is I've, atrocious. Okay, I'll check it, it out. Absolutely. Yeah, it is atrocious. So, 
I think what I said before, you know, the first two Rockies, I think Apollo was his greatest opponent yep. for multiple reasons. And I think the first fights, uh, the first and second fight are almost incomparable. Yep. Um, I did like the first fight for the way it was paced and all that sort of thing. But I think, you know, the fact that Rocky finally got the belt and in the manner, the way they did the whole um, the build up in that last round with the 10 count, I thought it was just brilliant. So Rocky two for me. All right. All right. Um, big moves. Yeah, I've, I'm going the same as the dentist. Like the build up to that fight, what the fight for? You know, mm. one to prove that he can, that he he actually tried. Like he put everything in the first fight, and he, he can't have flawless chump. And the other guy actually went the distance with the champ. But I think just that last round where Apollo just shows his true nature, where he it coasts through a win, but he'd rather knock him down. Yeah, the victor that way. So I'm Rocky too, and also like the fact, as I said before, Rocky's that exhausted when he stands up, he just falls face first back into the ref, like after yeah. the tank. Which do, I, do, do, I love do, that scene, do, do, and the speech at the end do, do, to Adrian was was lovely. Okay, so uh, we had our first coin sweep round. Um, I also went with uh, Rocky too. Can't there really you go. Yeah, like like you guys said, it was just the whole. Rocky one, he finally got there in Rocky two. That build up, the fight, um, yeah, I reckon, I reckon it was the best final fight. You know, him, him versus Apollo is iconic and, and winning. So I don't think we didn't touch it in this. I, I think though, what isn't a winner, and the, the whole time that heavyweight champion belt looked pretty pov, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, look, it was kind of like the fabric. Of what, you look, even look at that time in like the seventies that they still had the leather one in that, didn't they? No, yeah. I remember. Um, have you seen the movie The Hurricane with um, Denzel Washington as mm-hmm. Reuben Carter? Right at the end of there, they actually show a shot of Reuben Carter who gets the, I think it was the WA belt uh, after he gets out of prison. And it was a very similar style. So I think they did have that, that type of style back then. But I yeah. get what you're saying. It's, it's hardly anything on WWE's uh, championship belts. <laughs> the spinning John Cena one. The spinning Cena one, <laughs> yeah. Or the skull uh-huh. stone cold one. Yeah, I was going to say, their, their belts are pretty elaborate, that's for sure. Um, okay, so that brings us to the end of scoring. So, obviously, we did scoring a little bit different tonight where we were just giving our winning vote. So, before the last round, we had a dead heat between Rocky 1, Rocky 2, and Rocky 3, all on four wins apiece between Ooh, us. Ooh, wow. Um, and Rocky 4, 5, and 6 all had only one win each. So, yeah, coming out of the final round with our three extra votes, Rocky Rocky 2 wins. Wow. He's the winner of Pitted, Pitted Episode and 5 on seven total wins. Which is a shame, I will admit, because the story's quite slow to start with in that movie. No, yeah, I think is. the first one's slower. Yeah, I like the first one. But like, considering, like, okay. this, considering this is Adrian's revenge, this episode, and that movie was pretty much centered around what she decided happens. True. That's good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, once once it got into it, it was great. And I think some of that backstory yeah. it was a great movie. What's your favorite movie to watch? If you had to sit down and, get, and you only had time for one Rocky movie, what would it be? Three. Three? Yeah. Yeah. Like if, if I want a fun watch with Club of Lang, yeah, number three. Yeah. yeah. I'd probably... I'd probably go three, three or, or one. Yeah. Three okay. or one. Yeah. Yeah. Three or four. Like, if I want to sit down and have like a bit of an end, it's definitely three. Club of Lang, I reckon Club of Lang's hilarious. So, yeah. And I, I can't, fuck, after watching the first three, then watching Rocky Four, I was fucking, I was getting, I was so like depressed into it knowing what was going to happen to Apollo Creed. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's fucking shocking when you're watching Fall Over and just like convulsing on the ground and that. 
And I was hungover too. And I was like, I was bloody, <laughs> I was looking at a cry. Where's the trained medical team that's at every major boxing yeah. event? I think he's get a bit more pissed off that you know Carl Weathers is not going to be in the movie anymore. True. Yeah. Well, here's yeah. the thing though. Like I mentioned before that I was crying because of Adrian dying in number six and you're crying because of Apollo dying in number four. It says a lot. Yeah. Paul, Paul the scumbag should have died at least in one of them. He's going to die of liver failure one day. <laughs> Knock him back, knock him back a belt, belt of scotch like Lionel Hutz before work. Did, did Bert Young, who played um, Paulie, did he actually act in any other movies? Because um, so Carl Weathers, as we said, he was in you know, Predator, Action Jackson. Oh, Action Jackson. Best best character, Arrested oh. Development, though. So, so he's, he's still alive, actually. So he's still alive. He's 80 years old, and he's also been... What else Bert Young's been? name's actual Gerald Tommaso DeLuise. Um, um, related to, to Dom DeLuise? Uh, no, nah. he, um, he was in Mickey Blue Eyes. Uh, what else we got here? Well, that'd be one of your favorites, wouldn't it, Cardi? With uh, Hugh Grant. Carnival of Blood. <laughs> he was he was gimpy Walker. in Carnival of Blood. He was in Walker Texas Ranger. He's in the Gambler. Yeah, he wasn't in that. He's in the Gambler. Oh, yeah, he's in the Gambler. The Choir Boys. Not much. Emmettville Two. The Possession. Nah, no, nothing no. like. Hulk Hogan on the other the hand. Thunder TV Lips. series. Yeah. He was in Suburban Commando. Santa with muscles. Santa with muscles. <laughs> uh, one thing, actually, one uh, movie you forgot to raise, Cardi, which is one of Simo's favourites that he mentioned last episode, was yeah. Over the Top. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry, the uh, arm wrestling one. Yeah. Yeah. But it, but um, it, the reason I didn't include it, well, it's one, I guess people know it for it, but it bombed hard. Like, I was including ones that he made, like, um, pretty big Made a bit of money. Yeah. yeah, like even though The Specialist, for example, Sharon Stone was a shit movie. Um, like it wasn't oh, one of his better right. ones. Um, it did really well overseas, but shit in America. So like they made a fair bit of money back. So All right, so here you go then. Sly or Arnie? Who do you prefer as an action star? Arnie. Arnie. Yeah, I'd say that too. I, I think though the Rocky character Way more iconic roles. But Arnie's Although more term- of a... Sorry, Sly's more of a... Awesome. Sly is more of a... He, he's director. director and everything, isn't yeah. he? True Lies. So many good True Lies is good. Junior. Actually, Tom Arnold in... um, No, what was his name? Bloody Bill Paxton in True Lies. Oh, yeah. I got a little dick. It's pathetic. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we're forgetting the last action Make him want to sit back and bread like... What is it? Big Big gun. Bit of akadaka. Well, I think we're going to have to do it. We've talked about doing an Arnie episode, obviously, down the track. So we'll, we'll keep that up our sleeve just for the moment. Um, but what are, what are we doing? What are we doing next, boys? What, well, the good thing about episode tonight, six? the good thing about tonight, we finally did a film. We've been talking about bloody film for how long now? And we've done yep. four music episodes. And technically, we say you did sport in it as well. True. Boxing. We yeah, 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 true. We will do sport. We've got some things on the horizon there. We are going to do a return to music, though. Uh, and. Correct me if I'm wrong, Moose, but it's going to be the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Correct. We're going to, um, and I think wow. the uh, overarching theme there is the biggest album that eventually led to guitarist John Frusciani leaving the band, culminating with him returning, which would then surpass that to be their biggest album ever. Which I think is going to be a tough pit. Anyway, I was going to say, I'm pretty pumped for uh, Chili Peppers. Some great. I'm pumped songs for the peppers. Blood yeah. sugar, sex, magic. Oh, breaking the girl. And we give we it have, away. We haven't don't, named. Don't snap my undies. <laughs> we haven't named the episode yet. There's a few running titles for it, such as uh, Dear John. Uh, Let there be sock. Let, Let there be sock. <laughs> what about was Chili Willy one of our titles? <laughs> Chili Willy. 
We want chili, really. We want chili. No way, really. man. Those, no way, man. That sounds like a children. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's much better. Yeah, everybody can enjoy that. Yeah, we had 20,000 here last night. <laughs> that's going to be an awesome episode, though, because as we said, Blood Sugar Sex Magic, I think, I think we've almost referenced that uh, album in almost every single episode yeah. today. One of my favorites of all time. In Californication, you just think of the songs, the, the hits on that. It's going to be pretty epic. Yeah. Um, so we'll delve into that. But I even gave, fr- um, I had one hot minute and nudge the other day too. I'm like, fuck, man, that is such yeah, a sick album. Dave Navarro, yeah. man, he's so, so great. That, that album in general. It brings that Jane's Addiction guitar into it. Yeah. yeah. And Jane's See, Addiction, oh, definitely. The sad thing about Chili Peppers, though, is they're it's a bit like, you know, with Van Halen, neither one or the other would really play the other one's songs. Which I so thought you, sucked because so you, don't so get, good- you don't get Frusciani playing any one hot minute stuff, do you? I think Klinghoffer, though, played a few one hot minute tracks live, didn't he? Mm. Is, but are they going to be playing? Do Chili Peppers now play all the stuff off the albums he was on? Klinghoffer, yeah, it'd be interesting because I think obviously with COVID, they haven't had a chance to tour yet. Um, I'm assuming they're writing new music, but who knows? Anyway, we'll tackle that next, uh, next month. Awesome. But we've got. Well, I don't know if we want to say it. We can. We've got some pretty big episodes planned for this year. We've kind of nutted out some pretty big themes. Going to have a few guest stars, as Cardi said. So stay tuned, everybody. Hope you're enjoying it. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you again next month. I had fun tonight. Yeah, yeah it was good, lads. That's good. Fantastic. Ding, ding. Ding, ding. Ding, ding.